This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It's Tuesday, May 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one arrest has been made in connection to the fatal mass shooting over the weekend at a house party in Bridgeton, New Jersey, that left two people dead and 12 others injured. The suspect has been identified as 36-year-old Kevin Dawkins of Commerce Street in Bridgeton. He is charged with unlawful possession of a weapon and possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose. Dawkins' connection to the shooting was not released. The Cumberland County Prosecutor's Office said they're still piecing together the incident. Officials said there was an ongoing investigation and more arrests were anticipated. The shooting was not a random act, the state attorney general said, but instead was a targeted attack. No Mm. further details about the possible motive were released. Meanwhile, the two victims who were killed have been identified. They are 30-year-old Kevin Elliott of Bridgeton and 25-year-old Asia Hester of Bridgeton. Any attendees with information are asked to contact the New Jersey State Police or they can submit a tip to the Cumberland County Prosecutor's Office by going to njccpo.org slash tips. Is it uh, the belief that the people who died were the targeted victims? Or were they just collateral? Damage? I don't know. They just said it was uh, it was targeted. It wasn't a random act, uh, huh. and uh, they're being careful with the details that they right. release. And they, you know, the person that they uh, arrested, they're not saying if you know that was the actual shooter that killed the two people. New Jersey will lift its indoor mask mandate for people vaccinated against COVID-19 beginning on Friday, Governor Phil Murphy announced yesterday. The announcement comes about a week after Murphy rejected rejected similar mask guidance from the CDC, uh, saying he wanted more time on the clock for people to get vaccinated. Also on Friday, the state is lifting the requirement for maintaining six feet at all indoor and outdoor businesses, such as restaurants, retail stores, gyms, and casinos. Businesses can still require masks for employees, customers, and guests if they choose so. Masks will still be required, however, in healthcare settings, correctional facilities, and homeless shelters. On airplanes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation, in the transportation hubs like airports and the stations, public-facing state offices, work sites that are closed to the public, including warehousing and manufacturing facilities, child care centers and facilities, youth summer camps, uh, public, private, and parochial preschool programs, elementary and secondary schools uh, will also require masks. So there's still places where you'll have to wear masks. Uh, those who are not fully vaccinated vaccinated are still strongly encouraged to follow CDC guidance and wear face masks at any indoor settings. Uh, please be responsible and do the right thing for your own safety and your community's safety, Murphy said. Nearly 4.1 million New Jersey residents have been vaccinated. That's nearly half of the state's population. We were at the core golf outing yesterday in Preston. It, it, it felt good to we were outside and walking around doing the deal, but people with their masks off yeah. and saying hi and smiling. And yeah. you forget we kind of rely on the mouth a lot of times to f- see how people are responding to oh, us. Most you know? definitely. Yep, absolutely. I was at an, an event over the weekend, which was like kind of outdoors. Uh, it was like a screened in area and they jammed the people in there and nobody had masks on. I was like, oh, OK, is this outdoors? Is it right, not? What are we right. doing here? Yep. Is this OK? Uh, the winning $516 million Mega Millions ticket was sold at a 7-Eleven in Bucks County. Wow. The ticket was sold at the 7-Eleven on Trenton Road in Levittown. The store will get a $100,000 bonus for selling the winning ticket. <laughs> Let's go. 
The winner matched the six white ball numbers, 6, 9, 17, and 18, and 48, as well as the gold mega ball 8 that was drawn on Friday, May 21st. This is Kathy's old 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Your cousin, direct 7-Eleven? My cousin. So uh, there were two 7-Elevens that, well, there were three 7-Elevens that we would go to. This was not the one that was right down the street from my house, but it was one that we frequented, and my cousin <sighs> lives lived right across the street, and she just oh, wow. moved like a month ago. Do you realize <laughs> if you... Never moved out of the area and played those exact numbers. You would have won. Well, listen, I'm oh hoping my, my I'm hoping my, my aunt is a big lottery player, uh, and so I'm hoping I'm hoping it's her. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's she her went too. and she bought it. But I just yeah. you know, whoever that person is, I just they need to know that I probably would have given them ten million dollars had I won this mega million. Sure, you know. They need to know Just that. in case they're a fan. Yeah. We love right. you. Yes. The lottery says it's the ninth largest jackpot awarded since the game started Man. in 2002, and it's the highest Mega Millions jackpot in Pennsylvania since the state got in on the game more than a decade ago. Even if you didn't win the jackpot, they're saying check your ticket because there were $1.7 million winners at all of their prize levels. <laughs> I saw there was one in Bluebell uh, that won uh, $3 million. Lottery officials said the winners have a year to claim their prize. When they do, they'll have the option to receive an annuity payment. That's 30 payments over the next 29 years or a cash lump sum of $349 million minus state taxes. The jackpot now resets to $20 million for the next drawing on Tuesday. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Marlins 9-6 last night in South Florida. What the f*** is this? Miami won for the fifth time in six games when Adam Duvall hit a three-run home run and Jesus Aguilar drove in two runs with a double and a single. The Marlins are a game behind in first place. Uh, I'm sorry, they're a game behind the first place New York Mets while the Phillies fell to fourth place but are still only a game and a half out of first. The series continues tonight and Vince Velazquez will get the start at 6.40. The Sixers and the Washington Wizards are off until tomorrow night when their first round series will resume with game two. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. In last night's playoff games, the Miami Heat lost to the Milwaukee Bucks falling 132-98. to The Bucks now lead the series two games to none and in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets beat the Portland Trail Blazers 128 to 109, and that series is now tied at 1. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And we are set to go for a fine Tuesday morning. Okay, we're not going to miss this this week. No. Tat Tuesday. Tat Thursday was fun. Yeah. But no, we're sticking with our standard, and we're going with Tat Tuesday. So if you're interested in winning a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street, Text the word tattoo to 39333, and we just ask that you get a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. Uh, we have some guests on the program, actually a guest on the program, and a big one from Saturday Night Night, Saturday Night Live. I'll get it right here. Uh, Melissa Villasenior will be joining us. She's awesome. And she is going to be performing at Punchline. She'll be in Our Fair City next week. Yeah, so. just getting the word out. And yeah. uh, so Melissa Villasenor is her name. And she- Via, not Villa? Yeah, Via. So it's Spanish when you have sure. two when you have two L's. Oh, next I know to, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, but I didn't know it was in her name because sometimes you can like like a villa. There's a Spanish uh, villa and Villa and right. so on. So yeah. anyway, do you know what I, I call her Villanova? I call her Melissa V. Preston. I avoid the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Melissa V. Yeah, Via Senora. Via Senora. 
Okay. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, so I'm familiar with her, though. Yeah. She does great impressions. Well, you probably saw on America's Got Talent, right? I did yeah. see. I've seen the videos and compilations of her various yeah. uh, uh, impressions. So. One thing we played of hers that I loved was the bit she did with Aziz Ansari, where she's the girl who's really bad at dirty talk in right. bed, yeah. and it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so she'll be on later on, but you know what we need to do? we got to find ourselves the coolest teacher Ooh. from yesterday. Yeah, and this is... Brandywine High School that was chosen at random in Wilmington, Delaware, and we took votes all day yesterday, and we are ready to now announce who the coolest teacher from Brandywine High School is, and her name is Mrs. Diana Rossi. Mrs. Rossi is the winner, and she is the teacher of photography. Photography? At Brandywine High School. Yep, she is That's the... That's using cameras. Advisor of the art club. She's been teaching there for 15 years. Or, no, I'm sorry, she's been teaching for 15 years. This is her second year at Brandywine. And her name is almost Diana Ross. I, it is. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's so cool. So close. It is so close to being Diana Ross. Yeah. Uh, and she studied at Drexel and Arcadia University. So very cool. We will uh, we'll ask for her to uh, give us a call this morning. It's not as short a jump, but she's also close to Bob Ross. Okay, so, you know, very right, close. right, yeah, yeah. And she's in the she's the she's advisor the of the right. art club, so it's right there. I mean, it may as well be. Uh, so we are going to find out about her later on. If you know Mrs. Rossi, then uh, have her give us a call. Uh, at some point after 7 o'clock, if you don't mind, just to uh, make her aware of that. And we'll set her up with a very cool prize. Includes a coffee mug and the tickets to the MM Barbecue and the special uh, Coolest Teacher t-shirt. And sitting in the Coolest Teacher section and getting an Acme gift card and all that stuff. So, very happy to do that. And now it's Casey's turn to get us a winner. Do you think his hands his will beautiful flow hands. towards Delaware County Ooh. or not? That's a good Ooh. question. Well, I'm going all the way at the bottom. All right. And reach in. I'm picking this one right here. Draw at random. What do we have? I am not going to Delaware County. Okay. I'm going to Northeast Philadelphia. And I'm going to Little Flower High School. Yeah! Yeah! Little Flower. Little Flower. Really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. All right. Little Flower High School in the yeah! Great Northeast. You now need to vote, and you have until 6 a.m. tomorrow to do it. So just under 24 hours, and it's so simple. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link. And then you just let us know which teacher you would like to nominate. Tally the votes tomorrow morning. We will uh, hand out the award. So once again, it's Little Flower High School in Northeast Philly. If you go there, let them know. Maybe they can make an announcement and get the word out to the student body this morning. So it's an all-girls school. I don't know. It is. Uh, we'll, yeah. Okay, there okay. we go. All right. There's a, an alumni of the school named Brea, Brea B. And Brea oh. is uh, uh, featured on the Goldbergs all the time. And she was in our studio years ago. She's an actress, and she was Adam's girlfriend for a long time on the, girl, uh, on the Goldbergs. She's and they, great. They feature her on the show now. Yeah, so she's one of the notable alums. Very cool. I believe she actually has played herself's, her, 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 her young self's mother. Okay. Yes. All right, Little Flower High School, get to it. Uh, We need to hear from you. Like I said, we'll give you about 24 hours or so. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break, come back in a second, and some entertainment stories to pass along to you, as well as a stupid question, giving some stuff away. We won't be gone long, so hang in there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's ask you a stupid question, see if we can set you up the prize. We have an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly Collector Box with vinyl record featuring music uh, items and from the movie and more. So That's awesome. Question I want to go with is um, the company that is now known as Jaguar Vehicles, what did they make before they made cars? Hmm. All right. What did the the company is now known as Jaguar? What did they make before they made cars? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. An answer, an interesting one. I got some birthdays to go through while we wait for that answer from you. Today is Tuesday, May twenty fifth. Let's start with Sir Ian McKellen. Ah, Gandalf. And Happy birthday to me. And, uh, of course, um, Wake up, Magneto. It's and, time to go to work. And others, that is right. And he does... Entertain everyone in the Delaware Valley. He does the uh, morning radio show in the Shire. Absolutely. Uh, so he's... Bilbo eight, and Fogboy. He is uh, 82 years old today. Uh, he, so great. And uh, just sort of almost like by happenstance became part of these incredible movie franchises. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, what Steve? Do you remember anything when he was a young man? Yes, I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. What would what would he have done? Shakespearean actor, um, a, a lot of stage stuff. He's um, but God, any any big movies that I wouldn't these know? movies have so far eclipsed. Because I nothing's coming to mind, Preston. Yeah, he, I mainly, he did a version of I think it was Richard the Third. Okay, that was um, it was uh, set um, in, in uh, World War Two and. Uh, um, so he was always getting accolades, but nothing is coming to mind prior to that. Yeah, this stuff is so far eclipsed. You know, here's a guy who's working his 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 ass off. You know, classically trained actor, and he's yeah. Magneto and Gandalf. Yeah. But listen, if you're going to be part of pop culture, those are two good ones. Well, it's like Alec Guinness and, uh, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Kenobi again. You know? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, but he's he's great. I remember he was good in you know the Da Vinci Code. Uh, I remember um, I did a commercial for Tide Detergent. Oh wow! I didn't did not really know that. Really catch those troublesome stains out. <laughs> Uh, I remember Wine having stains, Preston, and tomato sauce. They're out of here. The Gods and Monsters. That was a good movie. That's where I played James Well, the director of Frankenstein. Uh, he's 82 today. Uh, Anne Hayes also celebrates a birthday today. That's right. Uh, she is 52 years old. She's been in the news recently talking about the Ellen really? smack. Yeah, about Ellen. Yeah. And Ellen didn't like her dressing in a sexy manner. Right. Uh, she's 52 today. Mike Myers uh, is a year older as well and turns 58. Uh movie I watched, it was just on randomly the other day. Well, we were talking about, um, uh, oh, uh, Groden, who, who passed away. Um, um, so I Married an Axe Murderer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was watching uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer, and I'm like, you know what? I was telling my son Carter, I'm like... I think you might like that movie. It's I think a I funny show, movie. I think I want to show him that movie. It was not um, a big hit. No. But it was, I think it's uh, funny. I love it now. When it yeah. comes on, I love sitting down to spend some time with I it. I think Anthony LaPaglia is really good in it as well. He's great. He has the brother. Yep. Uh, Mike Myers is 58 years old today. 
Uh, Cillian Murphy. He's good. Yeah, he played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. He's in A Quiet Place, too. And, uh, oh, is he really? He is, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got to be a bad guy. You know, he, uh, he plays a great. He's bad actually guy. playing, I think, a good guy. Okay. Uh, however, he actually auditioned for the role of Batman. There's footage of him uh, auditioning for Christopher Nolan, and then obviously they said you'd be a better scare. Yeah, he's not right for Batman. Uh, he is 45 today. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, local fella, uh-huh. he also auditioned for Batman. Is 51 years old today. Hung out with him one night, and he never took his mask off, and oh, he ate right. and drank through the hole in the Halloween mask. Is <laughs> that Shamoween, right? Yeah, yes. it was the uh, Halloween Mike Myers, not the actor Mike Myers yeah. mask that he had on the whole time. Uh, it does not surprise me at all that he would do that. <laughs> it was so funny. He was eating like it. crunchy pretzels and shoving them through the hole in the mask. He's an oddball in the best way. I yeah. love it. Yeah, he's also funny because he's in he's in a couple of the Tremors sequels, Preston. Yeah, and he plays Michael Gross's son. And uh, very funny. He's 51 today. Uh, Stacey London, who is a co-host of What Not to Wear. Oh, okay. Okay. That show was very popular for a while. Uh, 52 today. Oh, here's a big one. Frank Oz. Oh. Uh, Of course, in The Muppet Show. And uh, he was one of the, you know, his original uh, Sesame Street characters. You know, he's uh, Grover, for crying out loud. And a great director. He's got to direct a lot of stuff. He also has a cameo in um, The Blues Brothers. Uh, that is correct. At yeah. the very beginning, he's checking him out of the prison. But uh, yeah, he does. Uh, he does all kinds of great stuff. In fact, uh, yeah, trading places. You know, he plays that. He's, he's played that type of character from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, like three times. Where like a... he's he's doing the inventory. Yeah. Of, of what you have, and he did that in trading places. Yeah. The guy well. across the desk. Yeah. 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 Also in. Um... Spies like, spies like us, yeah. He's the guy behind the desk at Spies Like Us. As You're well. right, yeah. And <laughs> him, he and um, Charles Grodin had a great scene together in the Muppets. And and you really believe that uh, these two older grown men are in love with each other because Charles Grodin is Charles Grodin and Frank Oz is Miss Piggy. Right. And Charles Grodin <laughs> falls in love with Miss Piggy. It's adorable. Yeah. Frank Oz is 77 today. Uh, Dimitri Martin, who is from The Daily Show. Yeah, he was in. Remember that movie that was a uh, sort of a loving. Um, uh, retrospective of Woodstock. Okay. Uh, oh, taking Woodstock. Yeah, that's him. Okay. He's uh, 48 today. And then the final birthday I saw is uh, the great Octavia Spencer. She's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I, I have a like a crush on her. I she, think she's just the cutest thing. Did you watch, what was that movie? Um, Is it Mom? Or? Ma. Yeah. Ma, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. it. I what heard was it was that? bad. She plays oh, a really? lunatic who keeps yeah. it. She, ha- she keeps inviting the uh, the kids in the neighborhood to basement parties. Oh, and, wait, uh, and it's called Ma, M-A? Uh, yeah, yeah, and so she's uh, she's a lunatic. It's pretty cool. You might like it. That's, okay. what, we call, that's what we call my mom. Like, that's Ma. my mom. Ma. But, ev- but everyone, not just us. Like, cousins, Jace, uh. everyone calls my mother Ma. That, that's like my mom and her family is known as a sister. Uh, yeah. Really? Even her yeah. mother called her sister. Yeah. Uh. My, yeah. You know my dad is brother, right? No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Like, if you call him... Bob, Rob, Robert, he's like, mm, that person doesn't know me that well. Everyone calls him brother. No way. Yeah, As so- brother his name or just brother? Uh, like no, bro- brother is his name. So, like, right. my cousins call him Uncle Brother. Okay. Okay, yeah. That was like my mom was sister. That was her name in the family. Interesting. Yeah, Even her, her own father, her own mother and father called her sister. And, the, and they got that from her siblings calling her that. Yep, that's, so. how, that's how my dad did. His uh, older his mother would always say to the, to his older sister, go watch your brother. So was right. Janice she Joplin was... screaming, brother? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brother. She oh, knew brother. Well. But your mom is ma. My mom is ma, ma and my dad ma. is brother. Ma. 
Uh, Octavia Spencer is 51 today. All right, uh, we'll see if we can get the answer to this question. Before uh, Jaguar made cars, the company that uh, started them, what did they make? 215-263-WMMR, and we will go to Derek for the answer. Hey, Derek, good morning. Morning, guys. What's the deal? The deal is you get a chance to give us an answer here. What did uh, Jaguar make before they made cars? They made motorcycle sidecars. Correct. Ah. Hang on a second, Derek. I'm going to give you an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy Culture Fly Collector box with vinyl record featuring musical items from the movie and more from your favorite characters from Star-Lord and Groot. And you can check out Collection Obsession. Dot com for more. They were originally called the Swallow Sidecar Company. Interesting. I remember Jonathan Price used to do sort of a pompous commercials. It was the, the Jaguar. Jaguar. Right. Yeah. And then uh, they uh, they made a car, and then initially it was a model that was called the Jaguar. And then they uh, uh, changed the name of the company to Jaguar. All right. So the BBC is investigating its editorial culture and practices following... A damaging inquiry into the circumstances behind the 1995 interview with Princess Diana. In a statement, the board said that the report was profoundly sobering. Uh, it found that uh, former reporter Martin Bashir tricked the late Diana into the interview via fake bank statements, and the BBC subsequently never investigated his wrongdoing over that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Sir Nick Serota, Ian Hargraves, and Sir Rabbit Gibb who oversees the BBC Editorial Guidelines and Standards Committee, will launch a new probe sent to... This august foundation will be so impugned with all of these allegations. It's absolutely revolting. Uh, It's set to conclude and share its findings in September. (laughs) What was it? I said this august foundation and some other gobbledygook. Oh, no. All right, I misheard. But so you, you need to take away from that, Nick. Black weight is my aisle over the current situation regarding the BBC. The board said in the statement, we have confidence that the processes... And if you take away anything from my discharge, verbally speaking, and not to the sexual matter, I'm displeased with what is happening with current staffs of the BBC. They said we have the confidence that the processes and guidelines and uh, the schedule boot to bonnet is dick. BBC Tally worker are much stronger than they were in 1995. But we know we must also do what we can to prevent such an incident happening again. We must pretend as if we're doing something immediately. As such, we think it's uh, right that we review the effectiveness of the BBC's editorial policies and governance in detail. It's time to look inward and pretend that we're doing things. Uh, in do- Lord Dyson said... Uh, I'm a vacuum cleaner. Uh, <laughs> Just ask anyone in the men's room. I have 1,000 times the sucking power. In doing this, the board will hold the executive to account to ensure there are strong day-to-day editorial processes and clear route by which to handle any specific this issues is arising. My- from Lord Dyson's report. Lord Microwave and Lord Toaster of it. The board will uh, look at the culture of the BBC as part of its uh, remit to assess the effectiveness and pol- of policies and practice. Uh, so they say they're taking a deeper look into it. And, uh, someone someone bill it will be held accountable probably. Heads will roll. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were spotted together in Miami where uh, Jen had been working and the pair were seen leaving a private home. The previously engaged, was it their home or did they break into someone else's? I don't know. The previously engaged couple have been spotted several times in recent weeks, including during a romantic getaway in Montana. While they are taking it slowly, an insider tells Page Six that the 48-year-old has actually been angling to get back with Ben Ooh. for years. Tell me, do you eat? 
Uh, the insider <laughs> shared uh, she will always she was always obsessed with Ben. Uh, they have always loved each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans noticed that he appeared to be wearing the watch that Jen had gifted him way back in 2002. I'm down with this whole idea. It, it, yeah. it puts out the notion that you know you can uh, you can make good mm-hmm. on mistakes of relationships past. Also, come on, because he was wearing the watch, you think he wanted to get back together? It's That's probably be a, it. a very expensive watch. Why would he not wear it? Well, I mean, he could get any watch he wants, you know, so. I understand, but because yeah. he has a watch on does not mean that he was dying to get back together Well, with you him. can see, Kathy, they're both wearing the I'm with stupid t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe they, they do have these little signals, right? Like, right. Stars, you know, they're much different than we are. Yeah. I thought they were just like they're us. Just oh, like yeah, us, that's right. Actually. Yeah. But they wear yeah. watches. I like watches. <laughs> Courtney uh, Kardashian's fashion choices change for no man. The Poosh founder Poosh. shared a shot of herself on Instagram. One fan seemed to say represented a shift inspired by boyfriend Travis Barker. They wrote, mm. and her style begins to change. Courtney uh. clapped back and said, this picture is from 2019, but okay. Stupid. And she put a kissy face emoji on it, too. Mm, kissy face. Mm, kissy face. Push from vagina. <laughs> she rocked. She rocked a brown fur collared coat paired with ripped denim, black boots, and yellow and black bustier tank with yellow sunglasses to match in the picture. And captioned it, "Feeling left out. Send me a drink. Send me over a drink with at drink eight one eight on the rocks with lime." Is that their? That's her booze, right? Yeah, yeah. She yeah, that's, yeah that's the tequila that they yeah. uh, don't know what the ingredients are for. Yeah, By it's the Kendall way, Jenner's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this is uh, Kendall's. Okay. This uh, fashion choice uh, is uh, two posts immediately after see-through lingerie fashion choice. So wow. take it with a grain of salt. Okay. So this is Courtney and Kendall's. Uh, Kendall has the the tequila. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. promoting Kendall's tequila on her Instagram. Okay. Now, uh, you know, as, as you watch the stuff that she's doing, that Courtney's doing, Preston, you realize maybe she deserves Scott Disick. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Oh. What? Oh. No, 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 no. What? No, whenever we talk about them, I, I thought we were talking about Chloe. <laughs> we were We were talking about... We were talking about Courtney, Courtney. but uh, we mentioned Kendall, and now we're going to talk about Kylie. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Okay. Uh, Travis, Scott, and Kylie are back together. Uh, okay. But in an open relationship. Yes, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, sources say <laughs> It that... was always open, <laughs> as far as he was concerned. Yeah. The two broke up in 2019 with Scott enjoying the single life, but still wanting Jenner and the family life back, too. It seemed that they were uh, walking the line between single and family life. The pair were recently spotted in Disneyland with their daughter, Stormy. Yo, baby girl, I want you and only you and a lot of other women as well. After go- <laughs> Wait, what's that? After, did you, oh, you heard that? <laughs> After going on dates together and celebrating Scott's birthday together in Miami... Uh, but she had dismissed a couple of reports uh, on Twitter sharing, you guys really just make up anything. I want you and only you and a lot of other women as well. Huh? You uh, have me at, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I does the best. Thinking, baby girl, it's, it's all you and a lot of other women, too. Yeah, so they may be better. Many other women, too, but you. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's a line, there's a, there's a line, you're right at the front of the line, and there's a lot of other women behind you, but there. You and then many women behind you. But I think you, and rarely ever think of the many women that are behind you in that line of women that I'm going to have sex with. You just got to hit you really hard. Yeah, you. 
Watch me. Watch my hand. You. And I'm out of the women, too. Uh, Emily Blunt may be one of the world's biggest stars, but her kids have no idea about that, and she wants to keep it that way. Uh, in a recent interview, she said that uh, Violet, who is four, and Hazel, who is seven, whom she shares with John Krasinski, of course, are oblivious to their fame. She said it's a strange thing to navigate, you know. She came home from the she came home the other day, and we were in the kitchen, and she goes, are you famous? And I'd never heard her. We had never heard her use that word in our house before. We don't talk about it. Uh, she said someone at school had clearly said it, and I was like, uh, not really. I don't think I am. Did someone say that to you, Hayes? And she said, yeah, uh, but then she wouldn't divulge much more, you know, but it's weird. Uh, Blunt explained that she doesn't want her daughters to feel any more important or special uh, or that there's a glare on them any more than other kids. So a Quiet Place is opening tomorrow for the Memorial Day weekend? Is it tomorrow? I think so. Awesome. Uh, so she said that um, they, if they can remain oblivious for the longest time, I'd be thrilled. Uh, they don't even want to see what I do. They don't even like it when I put on makeup. Uh, they don't like any of it. They just want me to be their mommy. So uh, what is uh, on? Not to go off on uh, a quiet place too, but apparently there is a um, there. There is the current timeline precedent, which picks up right after a quiet place one. And then there is a whole bunch of um, flashbacks that establish the how it all started. Uh, how it all started. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm really interested in seeing. Hey, Ben Margera says as uh, Jackass family betrayed, abandoned, and rejected him, uh, so now he's on his own in Florida, where he says he's getting uh, the help that he needs. He ripped into his co-stars in a lengthy rant on Sunday night, specifically going after Johnny Knoxville and director Jeff Tremaine, claiming that they've treated him horribly. Uh, he was axed from the upcoming Jackass 4. He says that Johnny and Jeff strung me along like a puppet before a messy exit. But Steve-O is trying to get through to Bam. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, Johnny and Jeff bent over backward to get Bam in the movie. All Bam needed to do was not get loaded, but he couldn't stay sober. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a meaningful post. I read it. And he's, you know, this is a guy who's, who was he's in the depths there. and been there. And while he wants to help his friend... He also doesn't want to enable him, and he's got, you know, at some point you have to say, look, dude, we can't. And it's a liability for the movie, yeah. Yeah. For, for, the, yeah. for the company. Yeah. They hire you. They can, they can't trust what, you know, you will do at this point, and it can mess everything up and become a, a financial burden big time. Well, one so. thing is true. They, they love BAM, and BAM, I'm sure, still cares about them, but can't see this. He doesn't see it. Yet. And Steve-O makes the point. He says, they... By the way, Bam with these guys launched the effort to get Steve O clean. Yeah. Yeah. If you remember that, so so uh, reciprocally, he's having difficulty processing, and it comes down to cases. He, uh, there's you know that and that thing he wrote and that statement that Steve O released. You can't get loaded. You can't. And he no. did apparently. He also suffers from that thing from another person that we care about, John Belarus, where he he needs to not talk sometimes, you know, and, and, right. and he shouldn't. Who, who Bam? Bam does. Yeah, yeah. There, there are moments where he really shouldn't voice these types of things and just um, stay mum. He's a, he's a great guy, and we've he's been a friend of the show, Bam, for for years, and we lo- just love to see him settle all this and get get back with these guys and do what they do, which is you know great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he's getting help from a woman in Florida who has worked with celebs like ACDC's Brian Johnson and Steven Tyler. Uh, and it sounds like he thinks that it's working. So All right. We'll see if that goes anywhere. Uh, Emma Stone has revealed her daughter's name. Uh, she and Dave McCary welcomed Louise Jean McCary on March 13th. TMZ reported that the name is in honor of Emma's grandmother, Jean Louise. 
Uh, and Emma's middle name is Jean as well. So that is the name of the baby. Are you uh, interested in uh, Emma Stone's uh, Cruella de Vil movie? Not all the, that much. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I love her. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Man, they're, they're, they're throwing a lot of promotion behind it. I'll probably end up seeing it, but it's not one that I'm going, wow, can't wait to check now. Now, Maleficent, that's one. That looks pretty yeah. good. That's, uh, that, that, uh, those movies are great. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay Lohan has been absent from the acting scene for years, but she is set to return. I'm coming back. In an untitled <laughs> Netflix rom-com. Yeah. Uh, Variety reports said... Is it a holiday movie? She will play a newly engaged, spoiled hotel heiress. Ah. Uh-huh. According to the logline, who gets amnesia after a skiing accident and finds herself in the care of a handsome... Blue-collar lodge owner. Oh, Jesus. It sounds like overboard. It's, uh, it's, it's exactly that. Exactly. Yep. And a precarious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. The, I, the I was about 10 pages into the script, and I read a part where I wake up with a mouthful of chicken nuggets. I said, <laughs> I'm on board. I love it. Uh, I hope for the best. I, I hope we can use a lot of filters. Yeah. Uh, I No, I, I would like to see her get things back, back, back to stuff. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, wait. we'll have to wait and see. Proof's in the pudding. You want exactly. Some, you want some pudding? I do like pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I dip my nuggets in it. You dip chicken fingers. Whatever. You dip chicken fingers in pudding? Pudding is great. Okay. Uh-huh. You want to be my new boyfriend? Yeah. I just made you some pudding. <laughs> I love you, man. Uh, when Brooke Shields uh, fell down during a workout session, she tells Good Morning America she thought she might be paralyzed. <laughs> uh, I was... The... <laughs> I saw this story uh, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, Preston, and I hadn't. So it was, it was not that you would not imagine the kind of injury occurring that occurred, but it, she had to like relearn to walk. Yeah, the 55 year old said after recovering from the fall and emergency surgery to her femur, <laughs> she developed a staph infection and needed another emergency so surgery. Everyone who works for her got an infection. No, not that. It's S T A P H. Oh. S-T-A-P-H. oh. Uh, she said, if I can turn it into anything positive or I can teach my girls, yes, yeah, stuff is going to happen in your life and how you respond is going to define you and adversity will reveal you, uh, she had said, it won't make you as much, it, wait, it won't make you as much as it will reveal you because you see who you are. Exactly. You see what you're made up of. So, so you just got to let the nuggets fall where they may. There you go. That's right. Uh, she, I was, so we're watching this footage of her. And she was learning how to walk up steps again and, yeah, and things yeah. of that nature. It was, a, it was a bad break. Yeah, yep. So she's doing better now. Uh, Timothy Chalamet will play Wonka mm. uh, in a musical based on the early life of Willy Wonka. It's so the movie you've been waiting for, Super Hot Wonka. Uh, so he'll be, it'll be this <laughs> kind of his... Wonka. It'll be kind of his origin story. <laughs> Isn't it kind of weird? Like he's, uh, but I guess Johnny Depp played him was a good looking guy as well. I but know, but they kind of weirded he, him up at least. Yeah, you know? Gene Wilder to me is the way I want my Wonkas. Yeah. Uh, though plot details have been kept under wraps, the Warner Brothers prequel film will explore the upbringing of the man who later created the famous House of Confectionery Treats. Uh, reps for Chalamet confirm that he will be singing and dancing in the movie, so it will be a musical. Why don't you take a hold of my licorice and tug? Uh, so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory follows, the, of course, the poor boy named poor boy named Charlie Bucket. And since the upcoming movie takes place before the Chocolate Factory opened, uh, Charlie and company won't be making an appearance in Walk Up. Here, try this gobstopper. 
Uh, so that will be, let's see, they're going to have Paul King, who's known for Paddington and its sequel, Directing. Those are good movies. Uh, David Heyman, a driving force behind the Harry Potter franchise and the beloved Paddington movies, will produce the film. Uh, production is expected to begin in September with the movie scheduled to debut theatrically March 17, 2023. So for me, the, the, the Wonka stuff only works if there is a, is there a bit of malice in it, you know, if there's a darker side, and and uh, I hope they have that in this one. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, um, Chalamet has several movies coming out uh, this year, including uh, Denis Villeneuve's Dune adaptation. When's that release date? I don't know. They've they've moved it left and right. I I, I read the novel again. Yes, as uh, have I. Getting ready. You, you read, read it read, recently? No, no, I read it. Yeah, so I reread it. Yeah, again to get. To go right into the movie release and nothing, and then they pushed it back. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that was great. I wanted it to be fresh in my mind. Yeah. You know? they're saying October, October first. So okay. I mean, it has been moved back several times. So hopefully that'll hold. Uh, so also the Wes Anderson comedic drama, The French Dispatch, and Adam McKay's star-studded disaster movie, Don't Look Up. Uh, he also gets to pr- portray Bob Dylan in the Searchlight biopic, Going Electric. So he is quite busy. Uh, the late late show. The late show with Stephen Colbert will return to New York's Ed Sullivan Theater with full capacity, vaccinated audiences on June fourteenth. Uh, Colbert had been hosting remotely for more than a year due to COVID nineteen safety concerns. Uh, even his late night rivals Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon returned to their studios with limited crowds. Last March, Colbert was uh, the first to broadcast late night. Uh, was the first broadcast late night host to return to the air, uh, delivering a monologue log from his bathtub. Uh, the show has produced 205 episodes, 16 of them live, both from Colbert's home in South Carolina and from the Ed Sullivan Theater's offices. Uh, he said in a statement over the last four and 37 days, my staff and crew and family have amazed me with their professionalism and creativity as we made shows for an audience that we couldn't see or hear. Uh, and he said, I look forward to once again doing shows for an audience I can smell and touch. Uh, the network said that it was adhering to state and federal guidelines and it, uh, its plans its plan has been uh, reviewed by the state. Anyone attending the show will have to show proof of a vaccination before entering. Face masks will be optional. Staff and crew members will continue to be tested on a regular basis and undergo daily screening for symptoms. And a COVID-19 compliance officer will be on staff to monitor and enforce all health and safety protocols. So June 14th is when that returns. Uh, Marvel Studios released first trailer for... Uh, the Eternals, Ooh. which will hit theaters November 5th. I watched it. It's as with any of these, Preston. You get, oh boy, I can't wait for this. Yeah, I'm a little, it's a bit of a mystery to me. I don't yeah. know much about the Eternals. That, that's part of the thrill because I love that there 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 are aspects like I focused on some like, as as did you. You had your 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 storylines that you followed, your characters that you liked, but you weren't absorbing the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, and so a lot of this stuff is just brand new to me. Uh, I mean, with the exception of like. The Hulk yeah. and Spider-Man, I didn't really know anything about any of these. Well, Thor as well. But, I mean, there there were so many characters in the Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe, that I was like, I, I had never, I didn't know who Doctor Strange, yeah. you know? so They I, referenced the uh, the Avengers at the end of this trailer, which is cool. Yep. Uh, and they're an impossibly good-looking cast. Yes, they are. Yeah. Too. So you have Angelina Jolie. You have uh, Richard Madden, who is from Game of Thrones. Right. You have Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. So the Stark brothers are back together, or Stark and Snow, I guess yeah. you should say. Uh, Lauren Ridloff, uh, Gemma Chan, who Gorgeous. is stunningly beautiful, uh, Don Lee and Salma Hayek. So they are all in this movie together. So I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. I have uh, high hopes for this. Is Kamel Nanjiani? Yeah, he, he is, and he got he got jacked for this movie. <clears throat> All right, so let's get to the clips now, if you don't mind. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family now faces the terrors of the outside world. They continue their fight for survival and silence in A Quiet Place Part 2. Here, star Emily Blunt explains her husband John Krasinski's role in making this film. John lost his mind on this film, so I think because the film is bigger and more ambitious and the world expands... I think it was much more beneficial for us to have him behind the camera just because of what he had to orchestrate and conduct and his attention to detail could just really fly. Where's that sound coming from? (laughs) Quiet Place 2 will be released in theaters this Friday, it says here, Steve, so maybe it's Friday. Uh, Next clip. In Friends Reunion, the six BFFs reunite for a trip down memory lane. In this clip, Lisa Kudrow teases the structure of the special release. Here it is. I think the experience was even bigger than I or most of us could wrap our heads around. But it's more than just us talking. It's it's a lot of things going on and cutting back and forth between. And there's things that I never saw before. Good housekeeping. Uh, Friends Reunion will stream on HBO Max this Thursday, by the way. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. All right, and there you go. Your entertainment report for this Tuesday, May 25th, my friend. Uh, We grabbed another school for coolest teacher, Little Flower High School in Northeast Philadelphia. You guys get to vote in tomorrow morning. We'll find out who the coolest teacher was. Today, we found out that photography teacher, Mrs. Diana Rossi, is the teacher that won from Brandywine High School. So we're going to give her a prize. Maybe we'll hear from her this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We have Melissa Villasenor on the show a little bit later uh, this morning because she's got a gig coming up at Punchline next week. So we'll do that and some other stuff. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Life these days is like drinking from a fire hose 24-7. And you could miss something big. So turn on push notifications in your MMR app. That way, when something really important happens, you'll know. And we promise we won't bug you like those guys selling car warranties. Um, so Sunday, Steve, is looking like uh, 67 and uh, partly cloudy, 30% chance of rain. And then Monday, 78 degrees and a 35 chance of rain so not great cool so we'll but not inside all weekend terrible well wow. you know what at least it's a it's an extended week hey you can barbecue certainly yeah. right all next week looks great mid 80s and sunshine awesome. <laughs> just in time to back to work mm-hmm. I, I went to a uh, memorial day weekend a few years ago with some friends and it was it rained the whole time three yeah. three four straight days whatever it was uh, and we got so sick of being inside that we went out and did mini golf outside in the rain because yeah. we were just like, we got to do something. You yep. know, it didn't even matter. Just you know, like, it would be nice cares? here, though, Nick, for this weekend. It might be nice for people just to spend some time indoors together. <laughs> right? So, yeah, right? Just to get close. Binge watch something. Yeah. I got something you can watch. We have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, it's called E.T.'s New Dating App. <laughs> Because E.T. is turning on his heart light and getting back into dating. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline to Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. And that's where uh, Melissa Villasenor will be performing. We will have her on the program a little bit later on. But right now, yeah, we got to talk to a cool teacher. Open the 
morning and now. We had asked the students of Brandywine High School to text in, tell us who the coolest teacher of the year was. They did it. And we do we have her music, Casey? Yes, we do. Right oh, is that right here? Yeah. It's uh, Miss uh, Rossi. Casey thought it was supposed to Diana Ross. Her name is uh, Diana Rossi. Yay! And we welcome her to the show this morning. Hey, Diana. Hi. Hey, good morning. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so, did you have any idea that this was going on, that the kids were voting for you? Um, I mean, I knew about the coolest teacher, okay. but I didn't know. But you didn't know. <laughs> All right, so you are a photography teacher? Yes. Excellent. Let me ask a question. You guys, you don't still do the taking the photographs and putting it through the formula and the solution in the dark room and all that stuff anymore, I would imagine? Not here at Brandywine. I did years ago. Okay. I did used to teach it, yeah. I, I did do that. It was so kind of cool It doing was that. cool, yeah. yeah. It was good to know. They, uh, I guess that'd be the equivalent of analog. Yes, they yeah, call yeah. it analog, yeah. Right, right. But obviously it's way easier <laughs> with digital and uh, a lot more fun. You can get a little more creative with and it, too. Less lethal chemicals involved. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> um, so how has this year been for you, uh, Diana? Um, it's been an interesting year, you yeah. know, with the pandemic. Um, but it's been going okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Has there been any, has it been remote learning, or how have you been dealing with uh, what's been the situation there? Uh, so we were remote learning until January, um, and then in January we started hybrid two days uh, for one cohort and two days for another cohort. So the kids were in school two days and then off for three days. And then we came back to four days a week uh, right before our spring break. So right before Easter, we came back, and it's been fine. So with photography and stuff like that, obviously that's something that actually lends itself to going, you know, yeah. online. You can work with that, right? Yes, it actually worked. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. Yeah. It was not so bad because the kids are able to get so creative being at home. Uh you know, it wasn't like walking around the high school and trying to figure out what to photograph. So it actually, it worked out. Well, there you go. All right. So why do you think uh, the gang, uh, the students voted for you? You you an easy teacher or, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you have fun or, I mean, you know, what uh, do you think? Uh, we like to have fun in my class. Uh, I don't know. We like to have fun. I talk to my kids all the time. You know, we like to have, like, really good conversations. We talk all the time. It's important. Yeah. As a photography teacher, do you just start the class and see what develops? (laughs) Sometimes, actually. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you. What's the best digital? What's your favorite camera? What what brand of camera? I'm a Nikon girl. An Nikon girl. Okay, I just got into Sony. Top man. Yeah, Yeah, Nikon's are the real deal. Excellent. Well, listen, Diana, uh, for being such a great teacher, we have a really cool prize pack for you. We're going to give you the coolest teacher there, coffee mug. Awesome. We're also going to give you tickets to the MM Barbecue coming. Oh, in. I'm so excited. Excellent. Nice. And we'll give you a coolest teacher there T-shirt that you can wear. You will be in the coolest teacher section, surrounded by nothing but cool teachers. And we'll give you a $25 Acme gift card, fresh foods, local flavors. All right? Awesome. Thank you so much. And take lots of pictures for us. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Diana Rossi. Principal's name there, Preston? No. Larry Gordy. Larry Gordy. Nice. In college, we took a photography class, me and Just Like Arani sang. Oh, yeah. And uh, the teacher told her, you know, you'd have to go out all week and take pictures, and he submitted them on Friday, and he told her in front of the whole class, he goes, if you leave your porch, he goes, you might actually get some good pictures. <laughs> like every, She would, like, turn left and take a picture of the campus, turn right, take a picture of Burger King. Like, forward was the street leading onto the campus. There we go. He's like, leave leave your porch and try it. I enjoyed uh, photography class. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so, 
Uh, listen, I have some things that I need to uh, dust off the shelves. We're headed back into the general store this morning. It's time to head over to the general store. Mm. Proprietor of Prestonelli is waiting at the door to wave you on in. Don't uh, shoplift anything. It'll break your kneecaps. Well, listen, if you took this, I would because the largest... <laughs> All right, son, don't bother me right now. I'm in the middle of something. Uh, the largest... Purple, pink, flawless diamond ever sold uh, fetched nearly $30 million during a weekend auction in Hong Kong. $30 million. Yeah, known as the Sakura. The fancy, vivid diamond is 15.8 carats. It is the largest ever sold at auction, and it was sold to an unnamed Asian buyer for $29.3 million on Sunday. I wonder in this um, in this industry... How easy it is to deceive or to pass fake diamonds and or I mean, because, you know, you you need to know exactly what you're looking for. I know there are a lot of trained eyes out there. Stephen Singer's actually sat with my wife and I and showed us, you know, what you're looking for. But I wonder now. Yeah, but things come with a certificate. Like, yeah. like they're certifying that this I know, but is how real the level of like with if you can do it with art. You know, and 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 have you know, like trained eyes fooled. Can you can you create something? You know, what's what's the level of the science as far as counterfeit diamonds goes? I would imagine if you're going to be spending, you know, tens of millions of dollars, you bring uh, your oh, you bring your uncle, you bring your own expert with yeah, you yeah. Uh, to to take a look, and, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, just to verify, and you pay that expert just to make sure that it is indeed flawless and all the things that you're looking for. You had a summer job at a jewelry store. Come along with me. I'm, I'm checking out a thirty million dollar diamond. The previous record for largest purple-pink diamond sold at auction was held by the 14.8-carat Spirit of the Rose. Ooh. And that was sold for more than $27 million in November. I thought that was lost on the Titanic. No, that was the heart of the ocean. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, Meanwhile, another notable pink diamond offered during Sunday's auction also attracted a sizable bounty, dubbed the Sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Uh, The 4.2-carat fancy vivid pink diamond ring Sold for six point five million. Kathy, where do you stand on these on these colored diamonds? You know what? I was when the yellow diamond came and people were going crazy over it. I was never a fan uh, of it. The, I mean, what about now? Yeah, I think it has a stained look to it. What is the not yellow diamond, but what is a yellow um, gem? Um, I bought Rochelle one. An amethyst? Maybe it is. Yeah, I think it's an amethyst. I think they're cool looking. I mean, Heart but, of the rectum. But the difference between that and diamond, well, and di- yeah, you know, right. it's like, can you really, without taking a a, a, a a jeweler's glass and looking at it, you know, to the average person, it's going to look oh, no. pretty much the same thing, you know? Oh, oh no, I don't think so. Okay. You, you think like like the gemstone will look the same as a colored diamond? I'm saying for, by the, for the average eye that that's a yellow stone. Yeah, that one's yellow too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. This man runs a general I, store. Are you going to argue with him? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not arguing. Oh. I'm just saying I think that I could probably could tell? tell the yeah. difference between a gemstone and a oh. diamond. Are you a diamond sommelier? No. Sommelier? <laughs> 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 uh, no, but I, I, that's just my okay. opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, I just think, yeah, I don't know. I'd say, I think ha- there is differences you Six could of tell. one, half dozen or the other to me. It's clarity, cut, duck, dodge. Duck and dodge. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can dodge a wrench, you, you can, can dodge, dodge a diamond. diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, this one went for $29.3 million. Wow. Okay. Uh, we're going to get out of the jewelry aisle. And we're going to move. Let's go another aisle. Uh, let's go to the athletics department. The athletics department. Yeah, we got a lot in the general store. 
Uh, although gymnast Simone Biles has, uh, hasn't has competed in more than 18 months, a four-time gold medalist showed in a video Friday. She's still just as talented as ever. During a podium training for the U.S. Classic, the 24-year-old was seen successfully landing what's known as a Yurchenko double pike. It was I, amazing. Yeah, I was actually surprised that this was such a... I just I thought it was kind of a normal. It doesn't look like much, right. but I I watched uh, we were watching a uh, documentary or something about gymnasts not that long ago and they were going over how people don't even try this because right. it's so dangerous. Okay. Uh but to explain what it is, uh it's named after the 1980s Russian world champion Natalia Yurchenko. It consists of a round off then a back handspring before ending with a piked double backflip. So pike means straight. Like no, yeah, that, well, pike is like bent in half. Bent in half. Yeah, okay. with with a no uh, bend in your knees. With no bend in your knees. Okay, I got yeah. you. I wonder, um, why is that so dangerous? Yeah, I was wondering. Well, the same you know thing. what? I, there's because, another uh, angle on this that I've seen, and it's not at this particular moment where she's doing it in another. Yeah, this venue. isn't the video. This this looks like she's younger here. Though. And and Kathy, when you see it and Preston, I don't know if you've seen the one that I'm talking about, but it's it's. Um, Another venue, and she appears to go 18 feet in the air. Yeah. I mean, it's such a vault. It's so high, it's unbelievable. Uh, so, according to her coach, uh, Laurent Landy, uh, said it's a very, very challenging, and what's scary is people can get hurt. Yeah. Uh, you do a short landing, you can hurt your ankles. It's a very dangerous vault. That's what happened to Nell. Uh, the historic- She's completely lucid and cleared. Could speak perfectly before and then ended up, you know, out of it. Uh, so uh, the historic move, which Biles has teased on her social media for over a year now, has won her praise from other gymnastic champions. So uh, they are uh, hoping for big things from her. This is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. If yeah, you could just yeah, run yeah. that again. Watch. So this video. Okay, watch yeah, how she high does, she goes up. She does a round off first before even hitting the springboard and then whoa, 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 boom. Bang. It's oh, amazing. Man. I guess it's the amount of speed that yeah. you're that yeah. you're going that makes it so dangerous. That's uh, wow. I wonder how she's doing track. Look at how fast she's bolting down that mat. Yep, dude. One of my all time favorites uh, as far as um, uh, wipeouts go. It's an old video <sighs> of a guy running full force toward the pommel horse. Oh god, I hate and that. he, he <laughs> trips over the springboard and his chest just hits the side uh-huh. of that. I, thing. I always wondered how he I, he I had to broken ribs. Was that something that ended up in the beginning of Wide World of Sports? I don't know. I don't think it was Wide World of Sports. Cuz uh, like the, the agony, agony of defeat. defeat. Yeah, yeah, you know the famous wipeout, the skiing wipeout yeah. that we used to use for the agony of defeat. That was Maybe awesome. That, yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're good. It was great. Uh so anyhow, she managed to land this. So it's a big deal. These things happen so quickly and the same thing happens in figure skating. I know that they're incredibly impressive, um but to the untrained eye, I can't tell the difference. You know, the, the way yeah. that Steve, I mean your point is so loose yeah. where she's running so fast and then she hits the you know and then jumps like the, the way that she does. I can't tell. I can't tell if this no. one's so much better than the other one that she's done. You're Kathy, right. Watch the monitor, Kathy. Watch. I want you to see this. <laughs> Boom! I can't even watch it. it, it but that actually... <laughs> that poor guy. Oh. That's called oh. the, the Gregor Splat, Preston. It's a the move that the Gregor Gregor Splat. Do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it involves running full force and smash chest on Pomelors. By the way, I saw a commercial with uh, Michaela Maroney yesterday. A uh, TV commercial. Did you see it? No, I've seen, I saw uh, like a little infomercial. But no, it no, it's a TV commercial. Okay. These kids are throwing a Frisbee around. It ends up on the uh, on the, the roof of the house. And uh, the, the voiceover <laughs> says, well, what are you going to do? Just call Michaela, Michaela Maroney over to jump on the roof. 
And she comes over and she does like this double backflip and uh-huh. goes up on the roof and gets the awesome. frisbee for him. So uh, it's pretty fun. We've got it on this monitor here. Uh, so <laughs> good for her. She's getting some work. Um, all right. Uh, let me see, Case. What else we can do here? Ah, we're going to talk about food and sex. Two things, putting them together. Uh, food poisoning sucks, of course, and it turns out it can be passed on in a way you may not expect. University of Oklahoma researchers found that Campylobacter infection, uh, the most common foodborne illness in the Western world, can be spread via sexual contact. Okay, so let's say one has um, fallen prey to food poisoning, right? Mm-hmm. How soon after one has re- has gotten food poisoning would they be able to transmit or how much? Because I'll tell you what, for the next month, you don't even feel like standing up. Uh, infection is rarely serious, but can cause vomiting and diarrhea and can pose more risk for people with underlying health conditions. You know, I'm sure you're like me. You usually get pushed away if you're vomiting and having diarrhea during sex. Yeah. Uh, the expert says that uh, the reason that it can be passed along to others during sex is likely because likely because it can get uh, infected when only small amounts of this particular bacteria are present. I want to have sex. Uh, the study leader said, uh, did you say I want to have sex? I want to have sex. No. I want to have sex. The study leader said this is an interesting... I want to have sex. I want to have sex. This is an interesting <laughs> time. <laughs> time because COVID-19 has made people more aware of the importance of monitoring infectious diseases in general, not only during a pandemic. There are many infections like the one caused by uh, Campylobacter that uh, make people sick. Campylobacter sounds like a vaudeville comedian. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Uh, and it's important that we spotlight the fact that these diseases exist and we continue to conduct research on the effects of and modes of transmission. So it says sexual contact. I mean, does that mean... Seminal fluid, like transmitted through actual exchange? Well, I don't know of... if it means intercourse or if it means foreplay. Yeah. You know, because it just says sexual contact. Like so. cop in a field? Uh... <laughs> Well, like using your mouth is what okay. I was thinking yeah. to more directly. So First, huh. we can't make out with chickens, and now we can't do this. I'm sorry to be the bearer yeah, of bad news hell. here. I'm sorry. I am not kissing a jellyfish. As uh, Lindsay said earlier this morning, let the nuggets fall yeah. where they may. <laughs> so smoke the air, see where they fall. That's all you got to do. Life is a bowl of chickens. Yep, and pudding right next <laughs> pudding. to it. Yeah. Bowl, of chicken. bowl of chickens and pudding? Yeah. Exactly. All right. That's a get. That's what Gub Gum Lowhead used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Then she walks in front of a bus. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor Gum Gum. All right. Uh, let's go shopping. Uh, let's talk Harry Potter for a moment. How Are you a uh, you a big Potter fan? I like the movies. Love the movies. Uh, uh, and, and I'll tell you what really put it up, ratcheted up a notch, and I'll say it forever, Universal. That Universal oh, yeah. experience, that Harry Potter world, oh, my God. I took one run at trying to get into the books, and I read uh, part of the first, first book, and it didn't speak to me. And I, yeah. I said it, and I, I did. It was a half-ass attempt. Uh, but maybe sometime down the road, I might uh, dive into that. Isn't universe. the half-assed prince one of the books? I think it is, the <laughs> half-assed prince. Uh, so it's been 20 years since we saw Harry get uh, sorted into Gryffindor, and Warner Media is commemorating the momentous pop culture occasion in honor of the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, two new unscripted Wizarding World specials are flying to HBO Max, Cartoon Network, and TBS later this year. Uh, the cartoons? During a five-night event. No, these are live. Uh-huh. Uh, these are um, unscripted, uh, so they're not cartoons. 
Um, and it will be produced by Warner Brothers, unscripted television, uh, a Harry Potter fan quiz competition series, oh. and retrospective special will help find some of the new biggest self-proclaimed Potterheads. Uh, the new specials promise to deliver the whimsical spirit of the Wizarding World, challenging participants with hundreds of trivia questions and special guest surprises to discover who really knows J.K. Rowling's intricately detailed universe like the backs of their hands. You know, hands. Potter, Potter was supposed to be impressed in one of our um, uh, self-proclaimed experts. We're going to yes. have a competition. we, we got to do that. We should. Let's, let's beat them to the chase. I like so it. So people can say that they're ripping us off. All right. All right. They had a, a science night at the Franklin Institute uh, pre-pandemic, and it was a Harry Potter-based one. Yeah, yeah. one. And uh, as a part of they did some really cool, like, potions and magic and things, you know, that are based in the real world. Uh, and then they had a trivia contest at the end. And uh, <laughs> I like Harry Potter a lot. Yeah. I, I'm into the world. But, man, these trivia questions were hard. Okay. And, and people were able – because it's such a rich – universe to, to call from. There's so many books, there are so many movies, and there's so much detail. And part of her her ability to write the amount of detail uh, is, is, is part brilliant. of the reason why it's so, you know, such an attractive universe. Have you been to the Wizarding World? Universal? No, no, I, I it, will. it will blow you out of your socks. Yeah, I, I missed doing the tour in London, too, yeah. uh, and I regret that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's just so much to... Um, to go over in the Harry Potter world. Uh, the limited quiz series. I love this idea of doing this, man. They should do this for other great movie franchises. They should have a a, a, a game show. Yeah. Uh, if if they can, you know, if, if it's enough of a moneymaker, I would think you could do that. But, I mean, there's there's several, like the Marvel Universe, like the Star Wars Universe. There's like, all these things. That's what could, we're doing. They could go after yeah. and do a game show. Um, I don't know how many episodes you could get out of it, but I think that'd be a blast. How many, I mean... How many episodes did they get out of Bumper Stumpers, you know? And that was that was just license plates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Uh, the limited quiz series Bumper was Stumpers. I love that show. That You remember the I sequel? Lingo. What's yeah. in your glove compartment? <laughs> no, <laughs> I missed that. Case, I saw a bumper yesterday. Um, bumper Stumpers. Uh, a license plate yesterday that was uh, G-O... Uh, uh, grapher. So it was a geographer, but oh. I had I had to do bumper stumpers in my go, head. Go grapher. Go grapher. No, that doesn't make any sense. And then I saw one a couple of weeks ago that was um, Quidgibo. Do you know the, what Quidgibo is? What that reference is? It's uh, yeah. Homer and Bart are playing Scrabble <laughs> in a very early episode of The Simpsons. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Bart comes up with the word Quidgibo, which gets him like 180 points or whatever. But there was on a license plate. I was like, that's, oh, that's kind of a nerdy thing, but cool. Uh, the limited quiz series will include four one-hour challenges followed by the film retrospective. A play-along component will allow viewers to don their Hogwarts robes and swish and flick at home. Casting is underway in the U.S. for fans who demonstrate bravery similar to that of the Tri-Wizard Champion and are looking to put their Harry Potter obsession to the test. You can visit wizardingworld.com to learn about the show and maybe be a contestant. I'm wondering this year as everything is loosening up and things are going back to 100% and you know people are feeling more confident about uh, post-pandemic uh, existence. Yeah. I hope they do the wizard thing that they do at Chestnut Hill in October. Well, they stopped that well, they, they before had to, the pandemic. They had to rename it. No, they didn't stop it. They just couldn't have any official Harry Potter But they ties. took it off of uh, of Germantown. Like, they, they had to, they, they scaled it down a lot. Yeah, well, because I was there, and it was pretty you big. You were there yeah. when it was still big. Yeah. And then they, the, the last year that they did it, or maybe even two years, I believe they took it off of, they still had the event, but what they, a dumb they effing shut thing. down 
Germantown, and there wasn't like all those parking and and uh, you know driving restrictions and all of that. So it was a massive hit. People were coming from all over to this thing. Why? But what why happened? do because that? The name, right? They that's yes. how it all. Warner Brothers decided. Yeah, yeah, that you know you couldn't do it, so they changed it to to Wizard Fest, and yeah. everyone showed up dressed as Harry Potter yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Back to the store. Get out of here, kid. (laughs) Uh, There was a study conducted by Zipia that calculated each state's, of the United States, each state's grossness. Okay. Based on air quality, the number of landfills, and illness spread. Grossness. They also include the number of Google searches for certain gross items when determining the rankings. Zipia cites mayo recipes and crock wearing. As search terms included in the gross category. So those would be gross contributing factors. Ew. That is right. correct. Uh, I don't even know category. where to begin here, where, where we would find the mega grossness. Yeah. What do you think? If you were to take a guess, it's just number one. Florida. Think about, uh, think about you know, air quality, landfills, illnesses, uh, when you, when you mayonnaise, say Landfills, crocs. Jersey I'm thinking of. When, I don't know. Yeah, what but I'm th- thinking of like, I'm thinking New York City. Like, yeah, maybe the state of New York because, you know, you have like Love Canal in upstate New York. Right, right. Anybody else want to guess? I already saw the list. Okay. West Virginia is pretty gross. Uh, Nick is the closest. It's Virginia. Oh. Was ranked by number, was ranked at number one. Then you have the Carolinas, both the South for South Carolina was second, North Carolina was third, and number four, Pennsylvania. Hey. Hey, top five, top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number That's five us. was Texas, and number six, New Jersey. Right. Now, do we get it because of the Crocs? I don't know. They didn't break it down. Oh. Seven was Connecticut. Eight was Georgia. Then nine, Delaware. I mean, we're just in the grossest yeah. part of the country. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Uh, yeah. New York was number 10, by the way. So. Yeah, the Northeast, except for Texas. It's pretty hard to categorize an entire state as gross. Yeah, Cities, because, yes. Yes, no, I agree. You because, know, listen, West Virginia actually has some some massively lovely Gorgeous. areas. Yeah. yeah. The newest national park in the country is uh, in West Virginia, New River Gorge. Um... The, I'll tell you what's gross about North Carolina. When you are in eastern North Carolina and you are driving towards the beach towns, like the Outer Banks, you go through a lot of pig farms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the smell of pig farms might be, to me, the grossest smell on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and they're noisy, too. Uh, they are. It's pretty gnarly. We have uh, Hatfield meats out our way, so I'll see truckloads of them coming in every now and then. They smell horrible. And I love me some bacon and ham and stuff. I get it. And uh, I know why they have to be there. But it's it's gross. Mm. You know, and you also get, uh, when you start to get down in the Carolinas and, and Georgia and Florida and all that, you get bugs, man. Mm. I mean, Big like, bugs. Like nasty bugs in the summertime. Around the croc farms. And uh, that can be pretty gross as well. Uh, so this is according to, you know, whatever, this study they did. Take it for what it's worth. But they're calling uh, Virginia uh, to be the grossest. Hang on a second. I need, I need to go to Joe. He wants to talk about his license plate. Hi, Joe. You're on the air. Hey, first time, long time. Hey, oh. Excellent. What's up? What's up, dude? Nothing much. Uh, yeah, I just heard Nick mention that you saw my license plate, uh, Quidjibo. Yes. Uh, well, that's you. Yeah. And, and, and it, it, it's very rare to get somebody that actually knows that reference. And it's just hilarious when somebody says it properly. And my brother, I, I had it since I was 16. And my brother always thought it was the dumbest thing ever. He was the first <laughs> license plate, you know. Nobody's going to get it. I'm like, that's the point. 
Yeah, I got it. Uh, you, I think you're, think you're driving north on uh, Sumney Town Pike near the Blue Route. Yep, yeah, I'm right in, um, like, Harley's little town, Manson. I'm, like, right, like, two minutes away from yeah. the... You're right by me. Yep. Yeah. yeah. G- give me your give me your address. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's a it's a large American ape with a short temper, right? That's how Bart defines um, it. A big, dumb, balding North American ape with no chin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. Well, I really enjoyed it, Joe. So thanks, man. It's well done. Thank you. Quidgy bow. Very care, cool. Yeah, I like that. I always thought of, of actually just paying for, get, have them generate a random license for me and let me pay for it as a vanity plate. Uh, so I could say, yeah, it's, that's yours. It's, a, it's a vanity plate. Uh, all right, let me see. I got some other items oh. uh, that are. Oh, inventory's coming. So much to look through. What else do we have, proprietor Preston? Well, this is on sale right now. It's called the Testacuzzi. Oh, my God. The Testacuzzi. Testacuzzi. I love it. Stop. Is it? Is it that? Jacuzzi for your nuts. Oh no. My God. Just for uh, your nuts? Meant specifically for your set of balls to be placed into for a nice, relaxing spa session. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, so you have one for your feet. The Testacuzzi yeah. comes in two different versions. <laughs> One that's battery-powered and will actually blow the bubbles onto you, but there's a version that's not powered, and what you do is you use a straw to blow the bubbles manually. From your, a long From straw, your I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you've got a straw up here, huh. right, and it goes all the way down. Testacuzzi. And you just set it right there, <laughs> and you start <laughs> blowing. Oh my God. <laughs> I tried to see if this was a joke product or not, and I'm sure that it is, but it's legitimately for sale. What Man. if you want to have another set of testicles in the jacuzzi with you? You can't. It's a one. It's a one <laughs> nut set. One nut. Or yep. One scrote. One scrote. One. Yeah, you know, yeah. two nuts. One. Two nuts. Anyway. One scrote. Well, uh, you can have one nut in two different jacuzzis. Yeah. All right. What if That's you? That's the name of the band, Nick. Two two nuts. One scrote. <laughs> oh my, I gotta write that down. It's two a uh, it's a, a acoustic set. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Case? Uh, nothing. You know, you know, are you looking at, are you buying, I sure you turn around, are you going to buy this on Amazon? No, I'm not. No, but what if you only have one nut and your buddy only has one nut, yeah. then you guys could pair up. All right. Yeah. But, but obviously just, just the actual physics, <laughs> the actual, your, your, the way your body is, that'd be, a, that'd be tough. You'd have to be really up close with your buddy and then be able to dip each uni nut down into the. Testacuzzi. Testacuzzi. So to use it, uh, you fill it up with warm water. Uh, place your uh, your boys inside. Turn it on, uh, and then start to it'll start to blob uh, the bubbles and relieve any pain that might have been introduced to them throughout the day. Now the best part is, is there's a knife, nice soft pillow for your member to lay on. I thought you said a knife. I'm like, what's the knife for? No, I just mispronounced oh. nice. Uh, the balls hot tub comes in a few different color options too, and finishes to choose from, including a jet black edition. With a red member pillow, mm. a white edition with a black member pillow, along with the ultra rare fourteen carat gold plate limited edition testacuzzi for when you really want to treat your balls to pure luxury. I tell you the one that I'm liking. I like the black look. Yeah, I think that's kind of nice with the red. I'd go with the fourteen carat gold. Yeah, yeah. if you're gonna do it, go yeah. all the way. Uh, and so you have to get it. You can't get it on Amazon. No, you have to go directly to the manufacturer's website to order it. Uh, it cost you sixty nine dollars and sixty nine cents. Not bad. I usually do all my shopping through Poosh. So I'm wondering yeah. if, if this would be available through Poosh. I would hope so. All right, we'll do one. We have time for one more item. I think. Uh, um, what do we want to get to here? Uh, let's 
do something local. Uh, Marissa brought this into the store. Uh, and it's a story that was written about Justin Myers and friends. Uh, he's the guy that brought us the dumpster pool. Yes. Uh, and he's hoping for multiple swimming parties, setting them up wherever he can find the materials. And key to this is the 20 by 60 foot billboard that makes the base of the pool. So he's he's gone beyond dumpster oh. pools. He's made it bigger now. Uh, he owns this, uh, this uh, billboard. Uh, originally, uh, he obta- it was obtained to create a slip and slide in the woods because those things are made of vinyl. Yes, right. Um, the large plastic sheet turned out better than anticipated uh, when he discovered that it was a- an Eagles-themed billboard. And what uh, results from the effort is a pool large enough to hold a kayak in it. A kayak? A kayak. Uh, It's also relatively deep to the point where people can actually jump into it. So he's providing the the canvas, basically, for you to to put in your dumpster. Yeah, Yeah. and what he uses, what he drapes the canvas around is uh, essentially what you see road workers use to block off lanes. Yes. Uh, They're... They're like uh, orange walls, essentially, made of, of real heavy-duty plastic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you could you could rig up, and there's some sort of band that's holding the um, the tarp in place to hold the water inside. Yeah. That could work. Though I tell you what, that dumpster pool that we had was top-notch. <laughs> well, it was top-notch. Listen, we had a brand-new pool liner uh, that we spent a lot of money on, and the, the dumpster that we used... From I believe it was J.P. Mascaro was a brand new dumpster that had never been used before. Yes, so I mean it was really top of the line, and the yeah. water came in warm. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fairly warm. Uh, the the um, that was a great time. The cargo container pool is like a thing now. Um, it is, yeah, it, it what, is for, for people's homes. For people's homes, wow. so you can either you know have it dug into. The ground, or you can have it out of the ground, but like it's you know a shipping container, okay, type of uh, huh. material. I don't even like metal or whatever. Yeah. All right. So, are, are they taking? Are they made for that purpose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all they right. have like filters and all that. It's okay. it's not like standing water. Uh, Casey, you know, actually, I've seen these as people will use them as like additions to their homes because they're cheap and you plentiful. You see it in Philly all yeah. the time now. And and so they can use it as storage um that but they can also use it you can outfit it and have I guess electrical run through there or like you said a filter. I mean that's, you know, I guess it's a good use of space. There's really no reason to not um entertain this. I mean yeah. if you if you're obviously you're going to have to do some modifications, but the structure is certainly sound enough to hold the water. Yeah. Huh. So are pool companies putting these together, putting them in? They, um, I don't necessarily know if like Anthony Sylvan is is doing this or right. you know endless pools they or anything like that. Pool. But it is a it is a new venture for other outfits. Okay, yeah, interesting. Uh, so the rule after they're done, the rule is uh, for all the barriers to be returned to the original location. Somebody brings giant trash bags, uh, and swimmers can do uh, some litter pickup and. Uh, Justin says they always like to leave the area looking nicer than when they found it. So he's. He's making this a good uh, for him. A little industry, yeah, of uh, bringing a pool to your place, mm-hmm. wherever that may be. So. You guys, by the way, a lot of people will forget and dismiss this, but you guys set a number of world records that day. We did. That don't get enough right. accolades. Well, we don't. I mean, I don't ask for them. We don't ask. For them. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, they uh, they really should be acknowledged. Uh, we. we <laughs> 
you guys don't know this, but uh, like at least once a year, about once a year, we get together for like a reunion. Oh, oh do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a nice yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a nice thing. Yeah, there's a special red jacket that we wear. Oh, like, almost like the yeah. It's like the Masters that you can only wear at the events so. for dumpster pool records. Uh, it was so much fun when we did that. You're right, Steve. Uh, we it, the water was was a comfortable and just to be swimming in our parking lot was just weird it was gr- in a weird in a good way and we populated it too we had yeah. we had some of our uh some counter girls some uh some interns yep. my son i brought my son to work that day <laughs> i don't remember that Dude, he was there did he go swimming yes he had the most fun like yeah you had the best time oh that was excellent nice oh, oh we're, we're watching at- you oh great dive case thank you now, now you're down. You, you're you're down, you're you're so lean and mean. Yeah, I bet you could easily kill that record. I'm possibly. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. need to revisit this. Well, I don't know what we did with the the pool. I uh, think the liner we, that we spent all that money on. I think what on? we need to do is get that rig and then put a high dive on it, Preston. Okay. <laughs> so and a horse. You need like big time insurance uh, for high dives and stuff. Absolutely, a lot of or cheap, not very reliable insurance. Uh, that works. Hey, so do you ever see the, uh, the the people that do the high dives into very shallow water? Oh God, it, it drives like me nightmare. crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about it uh, it's about uh, displacement of mm-hmm. your uh, of of your mass and and how you won't uh, hit the bottom. I mean, it's really, really dangerous, but the people who know how to do it, it's kind of a science. Yeah, there are these guys that I follow on, tw- not Twitter, on, on Instagram. They're like these, they're flippers, like Eric Three Run is one and uh, a couple of other guys, and they jump off of the roofs of their houses. No, I don't want to talk about it. And they, <laughs> You don't want to do it, Kathy? I don't even want to talk about it. But it's it's insane. I mean, they're doing these like crazy like flips and twists oh. and all that, and they're just going into a regular backyard oh pool, which drives me crazy. But they do it, and you know, doesn't it are... like I, that would be like nails on a chalkboard for me. Like I can't. Yeah. Take so it. you think it robs the purity of the diving, it's or, or that it's just almost dangerous? near death? Listen, okay. my, my roommate, my senior year of college, he broke his neck. He was in a halo for months. Oh, oh God! Uh, he broke his neck uh, diving into. He was trying to dive through an inner tube in a pool. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you, we've all done sure, that. Yeah, right, you know, right. we've all done that, and he didn't do it right. He just he, landed wrong. Or? He hit his head on the inner tube, broke his neck. He didn't get paralyzed. Gee, no luckily, kid. hit yeah, it on the inner tube in the water, and that yeah. was enough to do it. And wow! So uh, this was before I had ever known him. He did right. this when he was in high school. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is uh, just yeah. yeah. It's so scary. I tried to dive through a wedding ring once, and that was dangerous. Mm. So when I when I swam uh, in like you know competitive swimming, the you would uh, dive off of the starting blocks, and most of the time the starting blocks either started in the five foot or in, you know in the in the, uh, the diving right 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 twelve foot. But Yaden Swim Club, their diving blocks. We're in like three foot water. Whoa, yeah. three feet. It's dangerous. It's yeah, very dangerous. I could jump off the high dive. You guys want a brother story? Yeah, your my dad. dad. Um, so my dad was actually an excellent diver when he was younger. He'll still get on the diving board now, uh, Case, and he can still do a one and a half. Your freaking the- dad is like a, a million stories. I know. So, but he used to go cliff diving, and he would like and what? dive off of like bridges, and yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, and like it was. Nick, it was like a, a whole process. He would go. He, Your father was a cliff diver. Yeah, he would. He would of go down was. into the water. Um, you know, with his fins and his goggles, and he'd check the bottom and how deep it was, and if there were rocks or okay. anything like that. And yeah. then he would climb up the cliffs, or and he dove off of bridges too. Yeah, we did the same thing, Kath. But like, I didn't. 
I just had somebody jump first, and then I was like, okay, let's right. see. Yeah, if you, don't see a, if you don't see a blood pool. Yeah, I was yeah, like, but, okay, they made it. I'm going to jump where they jump. We're have good. you ever seen real deal cliff divers? Oh, I have. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. Case, not in person. I, I've no, seen but... in person. Case yeah. he didn't just do like uh, the bridge between uh, Avalon and Sea Isle. Like he was, he was climbing up uh, very high. I mean, we're, it was dangerous. Like in Mexico it was, and it Jamaica. Was very, oh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah all those and those places. guys, when they do it, they'll clear the rocks by three feet. Yeah. Um, Kath, do you think he'd be good on the show, or is he not much of a talker? He is not much of a talker. That's I, what I thought. It, it, he would probably, like, you know, clam up and... Yeah, because he's got a million stories, yeah. but but if he can't impart them in a very good way, then it might not be worth talking. I'd like to hear about when he talks. him a drink, and then... All right. Oh, uh, we'll get him like right. he'll, be our, he'll be our drunk day. <laughs> but, Kath, at my swim club growing up, there was an old guy. He was probably at least in his 60s, uh, but he would come to the pool, like, you know, once or twice a week. Just go right to the diving boards, go off the high dive, do these one and a halfs. And I was like, I want to be like that guy when I'm older. Like, Can you he, still do it? I can still do it, yeah. Can you do a one and a half? Oh, easily, yeah. But the problem is now my my equilibrium's all off. So, like, when I... Makes you all dizzy and stuff. So, when I do a one and a half and I get into the water, my my brain is swimming, right? But if I do a gainer, I'm fine. But when I whenever I do, like, a one and a half, I would love to try and do a double again. But I probably need to lose a little weight first. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, anyhow. Do you have um, trouble making? <laughs> Never. Okay. I, making? You need to make? Uh, so, <laughs> interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, this dumpster pool stuff has taken it to uh, another level, and he's still at it. All right, that's all the time we have. we got a close-up shop. It's time to leave this top. Proprietor Preston needs to close up tonight. Yep. Go home to his wife, <laughs> who hates his cuts and wishes he would return to the general store. <laughs> this is a fictitious wife, not Rochelle, who loves him dearly. That's correct. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer. I appreciate that. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories await you, my friend, on the other side. So hang in there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, can I do a short out? Oh, yeah. Real quick, if you guys don't mind. Hang on, I'm sorry. I'm a little discombobulated here. I got stuff all over the place. <laughs> Our uh, pets' heads are falling off. Where the hell did it go? I had a stack Our of... Our pets' heads are falling off! I had a stack of short outs. You know what? We'll get to them later. All right. All right, let's office. do the B file. Here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought this morning by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. 
Makes life so much easier. You never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's C-Y-N-C-H spelled C-Y-N-C-H dot com. All right, so a Texas law firm said that it has fired a female employee after a video surfaced showing her jumping into a monkey habitat at the El Paso Zoo. You shouldn't do that. The Lovett Law Firm told the ABC affiliate that Lucy Ray was a litigation assistant in its personal injury division. El Paso zookeeper Mason Kleist said that Ray endangered herself and the two spider monkeys in the habitat. She said these are primates uh, that we're talking about, and they could do some some substantial damage to you. In case you don't know, we're primates, and we could do substantial damage to you. By the way, this guy's name is Mason, by the way, Mason Kleist. There we go. Uh, so uh, Mason said uh, they may be small. We may be small. But they can take you to the ground if they wanted <laughs> they to. They can take you to the ground if I wanted to. Uh, Kleist said that uh, feeding the monkeys could have endangered them by disrupting their diet. Uh, El Paso. Screw that diet. El Paso police said that there were uh, there was it the makes our poots smelly. The pot- <laughs> the potential for charges to be filed against Ray. Uh, the zoo director also said they plan to press charges against the woman. Well, what's this recent rash of people thinking that these are all interactive exhibits? I don't know, but they uh, they're doing it. A Canadian Army gunner is facing more than a dozen charges after she allegedly served cannabis-laced cupcakes to her unsuspecting artillery unit during a live fire exercise. Let's blow up Winnipeg. Uh, court documents allege a sudden onset of paranoia, fatigue, and confusion among the troops who oh, ate the boy. cupcakes, unaware of their psychoactive contents. Several affected members were allegedly unable to properly execute safe weapons and explosive handling drills according to the military judge's summary of charges. We have too many cities in Canada. <laughs> the incident marks the first time that a Canadian Armed Forces member has been charged with administering marijuana to colleagues without their consent. Um, the bombardier, uh, Chelsea Cogswell, is facing 18 charges in all, including eight counts of administering a no- noxious substance. According to court documents, Cogswell was working the canteen during exercise common gunner an intensive three-week combat training scenario with the Royal Canadian Artillery School. Cogswell, who has served in the Army's regular forces since June of 2011, allegedly prepared the cupcakes and distributed them to colleagues in her artillery battery. Double rainbow. Oh, my God. All the members of the W battery who consumed the cupcakes except one allegedly experienced symptoms, which included dehydration, overheating, fatigue, confusion, dry mouth, and paranoia. Uh, medical staff treated all of the troopers who reported symptoms of intoxication, and the military police were called. Cogswell was not serving in a supervisory role with the artillery school at the time of the alleged offense, and she remains a Canadian Armed Forces member. How? The court-martial is scheduled uh, to begin in August. That so could maybe, be really dangerous. Maybe they'll handle that yeah. then. An American Airlines flight from Tokyo, Narita, to Dallas-Fort Worth, was placed into level three lockdown and uh, lockdown and diverted to Seattle Tacoma Airport after a passenger assaulted a flight attendant and banged on the flight deck door because the phone charger at her seat stopped working. <laughs> American Airlines flight American Airlines flight A sixty departed Tokyo on Wednesday, which is sixty passengers on board, including Waka Suzuki, a Japanese citizen who was connecting through Dallas. Suzuki was uh, initially calm when she boarded the flight and kept herself busy by watching a movie on her cell phone. But around three to four hours into the 11-hour flight, 
uh, and the plane was flying over the Pacific, Suzuki requested assistance from flight attendants because the phone charger at her seat didn't appear to be working. I want to see if Ernest gets out of jail. A flight attended, uh, attendant attempted to help Suzuki, but apparently couldn't resolve the issue, uh, leading to Suzuki shouting at the flight attendants, becoming increasingly hostile and belligerent towards the crew members. Suzuki demanded flight attendants bring her items to resolve the issue, and when they didn't, she stood up. Uh, she stood accused of running down the aircraft aisle from her seat to econ- in economy towards the flight deck. Uh, another flight attendant attempted to stop her, but Suzuki allegedly pushed past her, stomped on her foot, and continued going until she got into the flight Jesus. deck and started banging on the door, demanding help to resolve the phone charging issue. The captain put the aircraft into level three rock lockdown and informed the FAA of a threat to the aircraft while Suzuki was retained with plastic flexicuffs. <laughs> The flight was diverted to Seattle, where Suzuki refused to deplane for a half hour. Uh, she told customs and border protection officers at Seattle Airport that the flight attendants were rude and dismissive towards her. So that's why she had to charge the cockpit. Yeah, she admitted knocking on the flight deck door because she wanted assistance with her phone charging oh. issue. And they figured they had one up there. She also admitted she punched and elbowed one of the flight attendants. Sorry about that. But she claims the crew spat on her and pushed her to the floor. Uh, so she's going to be chatting with the FBI. Yeah. Uh, yes. A 40-year-old man, this is really weird, was found dead inside the leg of a decorative papier-mâché dinosaur statue in Spain. This is wild. After being reported missing by his family just a few hours earlier. Uh, The man, who has not been named, was found dead by a father and son. After being informed by the father that a man appeared to be dead inside of the dinosaur statue, three units of the fire brigade arrived on the scene. Several members of the firefighter special rescue team were also deployed as they had to saw off multiple parts of the dinosaur in order to extract the body from the decorative statue. Uh, footage posted to Twitter uh, showed the extent of the extraction process as the sound of a saw can be heard while firefighters and an ambulance are present at the scene. That's so effed up. The police have ruled out the possibility of the deceased man being homeless as was reported missing. He was reported missing by his family just a few hours before his body was discovered. After he had been away from them for two days. Uh, It's believed the man crawled inside the dinosaur statue after he dropped his phone into it. Before getting stuck when he fell upside down. This is a big problem with homeless climbing into dinosaurs. Uh, Police are awaiting the results of the autopsy to determine the cause of death. And to work out how he was able to enter the decorative statue. Uh, the dinosaur was the last remaining advertising figure in the area, which was created um, alongside several other decorative figures to promote a now-closed movie theater. So, pretty weird, man. That is completely effed up. That's why it's in the bizarre file for you this morning. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, so make sure that you stay with us. And don't forget, Little Flower High School in Northeast Philly. You're up for voting for Coolest Teacher. We want to hear from you. Text word TEACHER to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hello, we are STM Construction based in Philadelphia covering Pennsylvania and Delaware where we provide better accessibility and create independence for disabled and elderly through our home modification. We handle all projects and want to help as many people as we can. We are now offering financing and grants upon request. Follow us at STN Companies and all social media platforms and go to our website at stnconstruct.com anytime for a free assessment. Thank you. Next message. 
Hi, this is Morgan. The location of my business is at 47465 Lancaster Pico Casson. It's Innovation Salon. You can visit us on innovationsaloninc.com or on social media at Innovation Salon. And what makes us special is that we always have good services. We always make sure our clients are smooth with everything they like. And we all work as a team and as a family. Thank you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Real quick, a couple of shout-outs. I found them, by the way. All right. Uh, here they are. This is, uh, this is from uh, Lori. says, uh, I would like to send a shout-out to my son, Daniel Craig, a.k.a. 007. He was an intern on your show from 2014 to 2015. I know he's lots of good memories. Maybe some he'd forget. Uh, And of his time working at WMMR, after graduating from Temple and then working in journalism for a few years, he decided to follow his dream and apply to law school now. Yeah. So he's leaving journalism for law school. He's a great journalist, but he wants to go to law school. He was accepted and graduated last Thursday from Temple Beasley School of Law. And she says, we're so proud of him. Thank you in advance, and thank you for continuing to make mornings fun. That is from Lori Craig. So a shout-out to our good friend Dan Craig. Congratulations to you, man. Dan was a great intern. Super good guy. Uh, And I got this other one. Um, This guy wanted me to call him when I was going to do the shout-out. Yeah, go ahead. I said Uh, I don't do that. Oh, come come on. Uh, We should call him. But I'm going to pass this along. (laughs) This is from Michael Tucker. Who said this past Saturday, my son Benjamin Tucker earned his black sash in Kung Fu after a three plus hour test that he took alone. Nice. By the end, he was uh, physically and mentally exhausted. This is actually a second black belt he earned. He earned a black belt in Tang Soo Do about six years ago. Cool. Ben was raised on WMMR, has become a huge fan of his own, and I was hoping uh, he could get a shout out for this accomplishment. Thanks, everyone. Stay awesome, Michael Tucker. So here you go. Congrats to you, sir. That's a huge accomplishment. And then one last one. says, hey, guys, I'm writing to request big, uh, juicy birthday. Shout out to my wife, Kelly Rose uh, Puccio, or it's P-U-C-I-L-L-O. Puccio, Puccio, I'm not really sure. Uh, C-R-N-A, it says. Uh, she is a, a nurse anesthetist mm. at St. Christopher's Hospital. She's an avid listener. You guys mostly the podcast on her way home from the hospital since you guys start at the same time she does. Or when she finds quiet time after our toddler and newborn actually go to sleep. She is originally a Delco girl. Yeah. And she thinks Casey is her kindred spirit because of how many similarities they have. Although I think everyone in Delco is similar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I would appreciate it if you could get this on around May 27th, which is her 33rd birthday. So it's the 25th. Not bad. You know? Uh, I love her so dang much and appreciate everything she does for our family. Thank you in advance. That's from Brian J. Gilbert Jr. So here you go. Shout out to Kelly. So uh, he loves you. And there you go. Happy birthday to you. Love you. All right. Uh, oh, and another quick thing. We have a new Daily Rush video that's up. Uh, it's our, our chat with uh, Chad Smith yesterday. Oh, excellent. Which was great. Uh, he talks about drums, art, uh, the mysterious figure creeping behind him as well, which you'll have to see the Daily Rush video to understand. You can watch it now at PrestonSteve.com, sponsored by Punch... Sponsored by Punch... I'm having a hard time speaking today. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant and bar and uh he'll be in uh, uh stone harbor this weekend, this weekend at an art yeah, gallery, yeah. Uh, which is pretty damn cool so that's nice good to see things like art galleries having uh thing we, we did the um cora golf outing yesterday felt at, good uh, didn't it? cricket club it was a great time 
Uh, it was uh, fun. Casey and uh, Marissa played in a group together with our buddy Sebastian Latou, formerly of the Philadelphia Union, and uh, Marissa's uh, boyfriend, Matt. Steve and I followed them around for a little while, met some other people playing golf. It was a great time. It's good to be out. So things are starting to open up, and you guys were noticing some things about that. Well, right? traffic is definitely skipping up. There was an article in the yeah. Inquirer about about uh, having to manage now, reacclimating the traffic surge, and then also businesses are are uh, people returning to business. I was asking Casey off air yeah. in our own building. I've start started to see things being put in place to re-welcome people. Yeah. You said you were talking to someone from Philadelphia Insurance. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, there's a young woman who works for Philly Insurance who lives in my town where I live, and I ran right. into her at the Acme, and she was saying, but this was months ago, that she was saying that they were eyeing up September for a full return. I've seen, so we'll see. percentage-wise, Nick, and you were saying that percentage, already we've seen an, a, a return in the city. Well, slowly. I mean, slowly. It, yeah. The next couple of weeks is going to start to skip back, skip back up. But in Center City, Philadelphia, uh, office capacity is only at 29% right now, which ah. I thought was actually pretty low. Um, and some offices are going to start returning full-time over the next couple of weeks. Some offices are going to do part-time. Um, so I'm going to uh, stick to hybrid. So it's a, it's a really interesting conundrum right now to, to see what they're going to do. But then the ripple effects that happen after that, like people going to restaurants, people right. hanging out in Center City. Like right now there's this campaign, this active campaign in Center City, Philadelphia, welcoming people back yeah. because they want to drum up business, which you totally understand. And getting people to work when you come back in, in, in the service industry. But what? I'm curious, if you like, you're going back, like, there's a business right down the, the hallway here, and I forget the name of it. It's some sort of consulting. Like, com- oh, okay, not Vitalist. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's been dark since yeah. last March. Well, yeah. wait, what about, what happened on the conference call for our company? What, I have no what idea. What are we doing? Uh, I was watching Small Wonders. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of businesses as usual. So our um, our suites are being built. Like, so we've been under construction for, like, ever. Sweet. And I know. Uh, and hopefully construction will be done in June-ish, like Ooh. mid-June. And, uh, and then I guess they'll reassess at that point. So this the employees the, are still doing their hybrid. They're doing their hybrid. From home and, yeah. Okay. But. Uh, good news here is downstairs on the, in the lobby, uh, what used to be Manja. Do you guys know what's going in there? No. Now? What? Paganos. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And uh, that is that is confirmed. I talked. When to, are they opening? They were saying July. Should July. I know Paganos? Uh, yeah. Well, they've they've um, uh, supplied food for like meat needs and stuff like that. Really, really yummy stuff. You're, I think you're going to be very, very happy with, yeah. with having them wow. in, in the lobby. But. Um, Steve, you want to talk about traffic? It took me an hour, and I left the, the golf outing. I had to leave early yesterday to go to my son's baseball game, and it, 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 it ways took me off of the Blue Route because the Blue Route started backing up at Villanova because you know it goes down from three lanes to two lanes. So I mean, it's already we're 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 there. Yeah, the uh, the psycho uh, that drives on the uh, uh, the northeast extension is back. I've seen you him. kidding? Really? Yeah, so you back. had a, you had a respite for a while from the oh, psycho? Oh yeah, for a long time. And wow. Now, yeah, he he blew by doing at least at least one hundred and five miles. An Wait, hour remember I texted you? I In think the, I, the black pickup truck. Right? I, I think I saw yeah. him. I was going towards your house, like I was going the opposite way, and uh, it was like around four or five o'clock. So he could have potentially been coming home. From oh, work. sure, sure. I think it was him. Are not you just fa- not just fast, but aggressive just, too. And, Tailgating, cutting people yes, off, the yes, whole thing. Completely yes, cut listen, me off. Uh, Pennsylvania Highway Patrol. <laughs> I've actually called you guys and I've and I've gone right. by your 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 barracks and I've asked you to please. All you have to do is be on the northeast extension from the <laughs> Harleysville exit 
to the <laughs> Mid-County Toll between 4.15 a.m. and 4.30 a.m., and you'll get a guy doing over 100 miles an hour. It's every morning. Every no, just, morning. Just letting you know. Hey, uh, and a disaster. you want to get a psycho off the road. Like like a, a, a potential deadly disaster yeah. waiting yeah. to happen. So he's back, so that's a sign of uh, things returning. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. Hey, right. Right. Well, maybe that guy, hey, here, here's an idea. Just leave a little earlier. Right? I know. And, I and, know. and take your time. Yeah, no, I, I guarantee you, whatever time this person would leave, he would drive as recklessly. I think that's that's yeah. what this person appears to get off on. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so anyway, besides that, um, I'm wondering, Steve, as you said, you know, the, these places that have remained vacant uh, for as long as they have, if people uh, maybe, <laughs> you know, when, when, when you... When you Found out you weren't going to be going back to work anymore. It might have been, hey, everybody, clean out your stuff and grab right. it, and and uh, and we'll we'll see you whenever we see you. You know, I'm wondering if people have left things That's at the I'm office. Wondering. Yeah, oh. um, like s- specifically like food <laughs> <laughs> that might be going bad. You forgot that you brought your aquarium in in April, yeah. um, or for whatever. You know, uh, I don't know. Or you know, and this is a good chance for people who do have access to uh, to facilities if they need to be. Uh, like a, if they're a caretaker or whatever it may be, you know, maintenance, uh, who might be having the old uh, five-finger discount, you know. Right. Grabbing some things that are sitting out in the open. I don't know. I wonder, like, if you if you go back to it, and if an office has been shut down for that from for over a year, all right, yeah. let's say <laughs> for over a year, what... Um, I said, what are we looking at up here? That- Somebody, I guess, they left an office, a pizza <laughs> in the office last March. And there's a picture of this, and it is just covered in mold. Four days ago, that picture was taken. Oh, my God. That's not white cheese. Mm, That's mold. No, that's mold. That's disgusting. Wow. I guarantee you there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff like that. Because people, you know, and and just passing, it it happens so like, oh, okay, just don't come in. And nobody really thought about that. What about about the people who, there's so many different varieties of things going on here. There's tons. Like maybe your your time away from the office have kept you away from that office a hole that you really just maybe this has been a wonderful vacation for you because some people have the unfortunate scenario where they work with somebody they just can't stand and it's not you know maybe it's there's a number of people who work but there's that one dick and it's been really nice to be away to from be that away. Person. I'm wondering with that, Preston, what per- what percentage of businesses are going to remain are. Yeah. Going to dramatically reduce their office space, yeah. And because I know that there are people here, I know, you who, know, who have been working that it's worked out better for them from home, and yeah. then other people work better in an office environment. See, I mean, we were we we've been discussing this for for a year now, and I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago who, um, he he was saying that no, it's it's going to go back to uh, maybe not. The way it was a year ago right. or a year plus so ago. So it was one hundred percent, eighty percent. But m- maybe. But he, he, you know, he said it's it's important for everybody to be there uh, together because you know it's it's just easier to communicate when you're all together. I think there's something to be said for that. And I also think there's some people like like talk to you know a, a salesman who is always coming in who says when he's working from home he can actually get so much more done because he's not being interrupted for those reasons. Yeah, I think mm. it depends on the employee. Yeah, I yeah. mean and a, and a smart employer uh will look at his employees his or her employees and see, you know what, um if this person is being effective from home and maybe yeah. even more productive I would allow that person to stay at home. Like, does this person leave full pizzas on the kitchen table? <laughs> That's not as effective. Yeah, and then wait a year before it starts divvying it up. And I guess, I guess, part of it is, uh, I mean, the, like this had to happen to to find out if at home working would actually. 
be feasible or sure. not because part of it is a trust thing you know i mean they uh <laughs> like you <laughs> You, you trust that that employee's at home doing their work, but the results will show whether they are or not, depending on the type of job that it is. Either, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. If you have a measurable outcome yeah. to your efforts, things that are a little bit more vague perhaps need to be, like, you can't, I'm going to do my warehouse job at home. Right. You can't do that. Right. You know, so and I'm, those things are going to have to return. They, they did say at the beginning of this, or not, let's say five, six months into it, that, that a big hit is going to oh, occur in the office space industry or, you know, the office building or the, um, uh, uh, you know, the the industrial sure. complexes and things like that. And there are jobs attached but, to those to that industry. So, right. you know, there are people that work in those offices, that maintain those offices, that, that design those offices in the first place. And so when those offices close, it's not just the, the employees not being able to come into work. It's all the jobs that all well, the repercussions from the offices closing in the first place. Listen to this text. It says, was hired last January, gra- graduated last May, started working last July, and have never been in the office or met my coworkers. Yeah. It's wow. been almost a year. And I've heard wow. a lot of yeah. stories like that. Yeah, wow. and that was uh, another thing that uh, my friend was talking about was, you know, you know, these people who are, especially you're fresh out of college, who, you know, and it, they, they're looking for maybe a, a promotion. Right. Or, or, you know, like, but I, I don't know what you even look like. So, you know, you getting a promotion, no, I, I need to see you and we need to interact. That's more. a good point. And then the other uh, aspect is, you know, like the... Leases have been signed, right? So, yes. you know, you're not going to get out of a lease. So if you're paying for your office space, then you're going to be using your office space. Right. They, they had this method in Goodfellas of getting out of leases that <laughs> seemed very <laughs> effective. Uh, your text says, landscaper here. Literally, nothing has changed the entire pandemic. <laughs> office space is always the same. Mower rarely changes sizes on me. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, but that's been like us. So our perspective has been a little bit different. We've set it up to where we could continue to come to work, come to the office every single day. Yeah. We had a moment where a few of us were working from home. But I know me, Casey, and Steve, and Marissa, for the most part. Well, Marissa was at home for a while Just too. A little bit, yeah. But we were, we were, we've been coming in nonstop. It yeah. never, it never changed never. for us. So our perspective is a little bit different, right? A lot different than everybody else. Big I time. don't, I don't think honestly. I, uh, to me, working from home or that that remove thing, and we used to talk about it prior to to everything, Preston. There, there are shows, famous shows around the country where the the co-hosts would be in different states. We talked about Kevin and Bean, for, you know, out in, in California Angeles, for the longest yep. time, being in, in completely different states. I don't know how you can conduct a show like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was pretty awesome. I was going to say, it might, it might work. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, liked, I like to see, you know, there are little things that you, I think you need to, there's an energy that exists when you're in the same room together. I, I think when... It's like, like an orgy. Well, when we're all together... There, there's this energy, right? And but if like one of us is not here, then I think maybe they miss out on that energy, right? But well, like, they don't get to hear so, us talk about them. No, no but, but I, if, I felt the energy when I was at home. <laughs> did you I like did. it, Kath? I loved it. I loved every second of it. I oh. did. I, I liked parts of it. I didn't love every second of oh, it. I, I, I felt like uh, I was on the outside looking in several times, and it really does change the dynamic of what we do on a daily basis. I didn't feel. The, I didn't. I understand what you're saying. The outside looking in, but I didn't. It, I didn't feel like that at all. I loved in the 10 o'clock hour when the sun would come across Kathy <laughs> yes. from the side and light her just like the way we saw <laughs> in her room. Oh, my cheek feels so warm. <laughs> I did get to see my neighbor go to the bathroom every morning, which Excuse I... Excuse me? Yeah, I don't get to see that what? now, so yeah. Well, he craps on his front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, so in my uh, my <laughs> hey t- Nick, my TV room slash office where I uh, eventually ended up doing the show from uh, it's it's parallel to where their bathroom is, and every morning, like clockwork, he would go to the bathroom. I, I don't get to see that when I'm here with you guys, so, you know, so I'm missing out on that. Uh, you can tell the parking lot dynamic is changing a little bit, too. We, yeah. Here, um, we still have a lot of spaces open, but I think that uh, I'm starting to see more and more spots fill up. Well, the biggest tenant in this building is Philly Insurance, Philly, Philly right? Philly Insurance, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. They're and they're not here. And they're not here yet. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if, if there are people that are uh, not looking forward to going back into the office. Right. Oh. You know? I mean, yeah, what? I think yeah? so. For sure. Okay. Yeah, I've talked to people who okay. are like, we can do our job just as good as we've ever done it, wh- why are you making us come sit in the office? Because I, I do know people are sick and tired of the same four walls and want to, you know, get out. But, I mean, you can get out and at least – there was a time when we weren't leaving the house, well, period. You know, or most people weren't. How many businesses will adopt a, a hybrid scenario yeah. where you, you – I think you need to go in. You're going to have to at first. Right. right. And go and get, get some stuff but then it, uh, that can see the efficacy of uh, like a split schedule. Well, I told you guys, I think last week I talked about uh, there was a big company that I, there's, I, I know a bunch of employees that work there, and there, it's rumored that they sold their campus, that they sold all of the buildings that, that um, you know, house all of these employees, and they are still indefinitely working from home, uh, so much so where uh, a couple that I know is moving to Florida because they can still have their job. So the, is, the employees are all going to be employed. They're just losing their physical... Well, they don't know. They, oh, they've been right. home since the pandemic started. Okay. There is no date set. Uh, I mean, they've they've been told, plan to, you know, continue your work right. and work from home. So uh, a friend of mine is is moving to Florida. They're, they're go- they both work for the company, and they're like, you know what? Let's They're selling their house, and they're going to Florida. And they huh. said, if... In a year, they tell us, okay, you've got to come back in. Fine, then we'll move back up. But at this point, uh, they're staying home. They're working from home. I know a few people that work in Philadelphia and uh, normally work in Philadelphia and also normally work in New York City. And the amount of money that they've saved on travel costs, literally going in and out of the city, not crossing the bridge, not going through the tunnels. And also, believe it or not, like dry cleaning costs. They haven't had to go to the dry cleaner for a year and and get suits done. And, you know, so it's like... They're, they're, Steve, I think it's fifteen bucks to get into the city now in New York, and whatever it is to cross the it's Ben crazy. Franklin Bridge. Yeah, so these costs, these daily costs, have disappeared over the last year. So think about this: as we are starting to move, and if you if you live anywhere near Maniunk, you were starting to see um, a tremendous amount of apartment complexes and stuff hopping up. And there was there was a line of thinking: was that anybody along the train line that could get so so you would not live in this if you worked in, in Manhattan for, per se, you would live here, and then you'd you'd commute so if you're spending an hour and a half uh you know two hours driving or an hour and a half on the acela or something uh okay so you worked it out and you would save and you'd you'd live in maniunk but right now all that with teleworking and zoom conferences that has changed all that so i wonder what the urgency is going to be to populate these apartment complexes that are sitting there that were sort of designed with that in mind. These emails or these texts are flying in like crazy. Somebody said Nationwide closed their Harleysville campus. Everyone stays at home permanently now, so it's like it's done. Wow. Uh, and that's a big company out my way. Yeah. Here's another one says my office sent them to work from home last or to work from home last March. By May, they told them that uh, they're not going back to the office because they were more productive at home. Wow! So they so did. They did the number crunching. Some, as Jackie some Bam money Bam saving stuff. There. Yeah. Uh, let me go to some calls here. I have uh, Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Wonderful. What's up? I work from home. I'm actually <clears throat> working from home now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they just sent out a survey from the company asking what our opinions were. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping, and they, they said it would be anonymous, but I put my name on it because I want them to know. <laughs> I want to stay. <laughs> I want to stay home. Okay, I'm, you want to stay home. I'm on insurance. My car insurance goes down because my car insurance, you know, charges me by miles. And a number of people are texting in about gas and so on, gas, and I, maintenance. I, I don't know when I even filled my gas tank up last time. Wow. Let me ask so you, the Colleen. Benefits, yeah, well, well, what, what's your what's your line of work? I am in construction. I am a production coordinator for two of our plants. Okay. So and, I can do everything from home. And they know that that I can do everything from home. But the big wigs right. are the ones that make the decisions. And they, I don't feel, have the pulse on the finger of their employees. But that's my opinion. Well, uh, let me tell you, if it involves eliminating overhead, then that might very well be something they respond to. You know, it, is, especially if you're a, able to be productive uh, equally or even perhaps more from home. Do you feel that way? I absolutely feel that way. I get more interruptions in the office and too many women chatterboxes in the office that disrupt the day that right. I can just sit at home by myself and get my stuff done. Well, and the fact that they're asking for your opinion means that they're probably open to it. So, you know. It, and I think it might be a general consensus. And from what I'm getting, my pulse on on the finger of what of the people that I've talked finger to are everybody wants to stay um, home. When you're fingering your pulse, I would say this is that uh, I bet you productivity at home skips up when the Steve Wilco show is on. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Colleen, um, do you have set hours when you're working from home? Do you, do you Are you disciplined like that? Yes, I'm very disciplined. Right. I am up at 4 a.m. I start my day with Brent. I listen to you guys. Um, I start work at 6, and I work till 2.30. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, good for you. And you're being productive. And, and so do you think regardless, so whatever the, 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 you, they end up deciding, do you think there's going to be some people who are going to be allowed to maintain a homework schedules? I'm hoping. I mean, I think customer service is definitely someone that would have to be in the office. Right. You know, it's a right. little different for them. Um yeah. And not so much at home with dogs barking and babies crying in the background. That that doesn't seem right to me. A lot of officers just naturally pump in the sound of dogs barking and babies crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that, well <laughs> thank we'll, you, Colleen. It works out that way. That's cool. Appreciate it. Have a great one. All right. Yeah. We'll see you later. Uh, this is Cameron that we're going to go to next. Hey, Cameron, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, my man? Uh, so, yeah, I've been working from home since... Last March, I'm uh, an estimator for a construction company and discovered that I can do almost 100% of my job at home. Uh, So my workday was always based on a 10-hour day, and I found that I can do 10 hours of work in six hours when I'm home. Wow. All right, so so what what so do you feel that those additional four hours that are a part of your other day were were just wasted time or or office chatter or what? Here's a perfect example. I do have to stop in the office occasionally to print out plan sets and such. I stopped in yesterday. I try to get in and get out without anybody seeing me, but the boss caught me, and he says, hey, you know, we just hired a bunch of guys, and we're going to have to add some offices, and well, what do you think? Should we add them here? Maybe we should knock out a wall. 45 minutes I spent there talking about how to build new offices. Right. Right. That's that's my day if I'm in the office. So there's there's a lot to be said for being able to hyper target what you do and not be distracted. Yeah. All right. Our meetings. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Cameron. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm like, we're sitting in our meetings. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just eating up. 
productive time that I could be using. What did we pre- learn on the show today? Oh, my God. We just did it. We just did the show. We know. We know what we did. I mean, I, I would rather spend time prepping and, and searching for things that might be topic-worthy as mm. opposed to some and of the stuff Bill's that we great. talk about. Uh, Bill is great. He's great, and he's going through things that I, I've said to him, and sometimes he's been catching with I know, Steve, you say not to talk about what we did on the show. <laughs> But, How about uh, I got in trouble? Yes, really got in trouble yeah. in the meeting yesterday. Were you weren't paying attention? I wasn't paying attention. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is something that Bill does. He it's, all the time yes. to one to one person, specifically one person. Uh, he probably doesn't want me to say anything, but so I won't say. Derek anything, for but, promotions. <laughs> so he he'll go. He'll toss it to Eric, and he'll be like, "All right, Eric, what do you got in promotions?" Eric will get three words in, and he'll cut. Bill will cut him off and start talking about something else on Bill's list of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he'll literally say, "Okay, go ahead, Eric," and Eric will go, "Okay, so uh, for the and then, yeah, Bill, and then another thing, yeah." And Bill will cut him off and go back to whatever he was talking about. And so Eric and I look at each. Other every time he does it, and oh. we, we kind of like chuckle. So yesterday, oh, I, I laughed, but, it, yeah. but I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, what, 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 what did I do? What, Kathy?" Uh, <laughs> it's Eric, so funny. Eric uh, tried to back him up. He's like, "He no, did. No, no, he it, did back him it up." Has yeah. to, it has to relate to what I'm about to yeah. talk about. But we didn't know what Eric was about to talk about because he didn't get four words into what he was going to say. And he's done it so many times already. Yeah. So that happening. Also, the number of times that Bill ends the meeting and then doesn't end the meeting is uh, preposterous. <laughs> He'll say, "Okay, and we're done." motion for adjournment and then he'll add three more things after that mm. but he's trying and is they've he? got they've gotten <laughs> I much, don't think he is they've gotten shorter than they used to be that's definitely yeah, that's, that's definitely true yes yeah, they have gotten he, better it yeah. used to be really 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 and, long. and he's in there swinging so i give him all the credit i mean for that. listen our meetings i just don't uh this at the same time they are meant to like I don't know, maybe talk about things. <laughs> Everybody, myself included, is completely checked out. It's like, well, when are we supposed to discuss I know. these I things? think what has to happen is the way we the way we talk about things outside the, the show that pertain on to, for show content. And that, to me, those meetings are more on the order of, of uh, finding out promotionally what we have coming up and things that, right. might, you know, that we might be able to take advantage of. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and they work on that level. But I, th- but I think what, what people are finding is, uh, is uh, time uh, management... Yes, is much easier at home yeah. than it is around the office for whatever reason. Because while one thing may be important to uh, one individual of the office, another one might find it mundane or uh, intrusive yeah. in their flow of trying to get this project done or this right. thing that they need to get done. Oh. And I think that it, it can put a halt on productivity. Well, and I, when it's on you, when it's specifically on you, it's it's on your time. It's your responsibility yeah. to, as opposed to, you know, somebody who's planning a meeting or a... You and know, it'll become glaringly obvious if you have this right. this set of things you need to achieve and you're oh, from yeah. home. Uh, there Again, there have been a number of people... Uh, there are people who who work well in the in the collective, and there are people who work better in you know at isolated and doing their own thing. And I think right, will sh- that's all going to shake out now. Another aspect of uh, at home versus in office working is when like here, and and so I talk to Eric Simon about this yeah. all the time because when he calls me. And I answer, he goes, oh, thank you so much for picking up. I'm like, well, you called it. So, I, you know, I pick up. He goes, yeah, but you don't have to. And the difference between that is, like, if I was walking down the hall and I walked into Eric's office, yeah. he has 
no option but to give me his attention and his time <laughs> right, yeah. because I am there and in person. But if you're making a phone call and let's say I'm in the middle of doing something, I don't have to answer that phone Unless call. He... I, I can actually finish the task at hand and then call back whoever is trying to get my attention. But you don't have that option. He in can the put his hands over his ears and close his eyes. <laughs> yeah, people don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we're and... getting to the we're getting to the cusp of of opening back up. New Jersey's going to pull back more restrictions yes. this weekend. Um, and still, it's up to the business to uh, to make those um, the, a call as to whether to still be cautious or not. We're going to remain a little more cautious here for a while, I think. Um, but it is starting to unravel, yeah, uh, or un- whatever you uh, you know, open up, yeah, starting to open it up a little good. bit uh, now. So we're starting to get in that mode and maybe start to think about what it might be like when you are back in the old. Swing a thing. It'll be good to get back to inter inter office sex. Yeah. You know, which well, was such a big part of that's what we been did. away for a while. Yeah. Hang on, let me go to Kelly, a college professor. Kelly, good morning. Good morning. It's so good to call in. Uh, first time, long time. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Where do you do you mind me asking where you teach? Sure, I'm at Westchester University and Delaware County Community College. Nice. So you must pass by the Kathy Romano statue every morning. <laughs> have, now, have they finished that statue? <laughs> They're getting ready. They, they have to. They have to gold plate it. Oh, right, okay. It's done, but they yeah, gotta. Yeah, yeah they okay. gotta gild it. Um, it's still under construction. All right, cool. Right. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly. I gotta believe that teaching has got its. Uh, its uh, hurdles when you're talking about non in person when you're talking about online or, or Zoom stuff, right? Yeah, it's um, uh, attendance is non-existent, mm-hmm. um, and I teach public speaking, so it, yeah. it was um, th- yeah, it, it didn't it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's there's something, but you know, in general, uh, again, every like water finds its own level, but I think at, at some level, what you do. Uh, you know, you obviously re- you need to be in front of people. That's part of the the dynamic. And Westchester, in and of itself, and that whole experience. And Kathy talks so lovingly about her time there and the experience about being out and about and interacting with other people. This has to feel like the way it should be for you, correct, Kelly? It, it, I'm excited to go back, and I feel really bad for um, the freshmen that have come in during this and the seniors that have graduated. Yeah. Right. Um, so I've, they've kind of been robbed about that experience that Kathy talks about so lovingly. It's a shame. Well, listen, well, so everything, at least from, from your understanding, if everything is uh, uh, going by the book here, uh, we're going to, uh, in September or, uh, you know, late late August, return to full normalcy at Westchester? So Westchester is going back to full normalcy. Delaware County is actually offering a bunch of different options um, because the student base is different. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Well, well, we're glad you're excited uh, about that. And and, uh, so are you are you taking some time off for the summer? Um, I teach summer courses as well, but, I mean, they're just online asynchronous, so I basically just hit a button every week. And- <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> but your finger gets sore. I mean, you hit enough buttons, so, you, yeah. I've developed carpal tunnel. I'm young. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kelly, thanks for checking in. We appreciate it. Have a good day, everyone. Bye. 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 See you later. Bye. I saw somebody who said, uh, texted and said, tired, tired working from home, sexual harassment was ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let me go to one more call real quick here. I have uh, Jen on the phone. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, How are you? Good. What's up, Jen? So I'm actually the opposite to that. I'm an HR director for a medical marijuana grow. And during the pandemic, 
the GA cardholders skyrocketed because there were so many people at home yeah. with all these new issues and everything going on. Like anxiety is the number one reason to be a cardholder. So our sales have quadrupled. We've grown unbelievably, and we can't find people to come back to work. That so you're, you're you're bringing up one of the the main issues. You there you. It's rare now to pass by any business where you don't see a help wanted sign up there yeah. because it's just so crazy. And so it's you're unbelievable. How what, what percentage? Uh, how how what percentage understaffed are you guys right now? Do you care to make an estimate? Probably about fifty percent. Fifty percent. Easily. Jen, wow. what 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 types? Employ about three hundred people by the end of this year. Right now, uh, we're at about one hundred and fourteen. What, wow. what what types of jobs are are people performing at a medical cannabis company? It is actually a cultivation center, so it's an indoor grow facility. We just opened our first dispensary in Chester, so we have retail opportunities. We have agricultural opportunities, production, manufacturing. Let's like let's all, let's. All things you do from home. Jen, let's state that again. A place that is actively growing pot Marijuana. is having difficulty finding employees. <laughs> wow. You get to play with pot all day. <laughs> Jim, what com- what company is it, if you can say? Uh, it is called Agrikind, and we are located in Chester. We have a ton of opportunities, and we want not just to be a part of the amazing industry, but to bring work back to a struggling economic workforce. Like, no. We have opportunities. No, that's great. I- I have to assume that your your cafeteria area has about 200 vending machines. Hey, well, you know, about three, but the snacks are amazing. Hey, do me a favor. Jen, send me an email, okay? Absolutely. I'd love to. About this. Preston at WMMR.com, okay? You got it. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Think about that. An industry that's not going away, they're at 50%. Man. You know, because let's whatever you're experiencing right now, and I certainly understand that. You know, you, it's it's been tough. Certainly, uh, we've been blessed. We have been blessed, and it's not lost on us. We we've been trying to help out in every way possible. But here's here's an industry, you know, that is right there with jobs available. Check it out. And if I could get one of my sons to work there, I could get a discount. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, You'd be showing up at work all the time. By the way, any company's experience in this where you're low on uh, on staffers, you can leave a message on the Love You Help You line, and we'll try and get the word out there. Yes. Do it with yeah. them. And a word of warning, anybody who, who is currently unemployed and choosing to stay unemployed to collect your unemployment yeah. checks, uh, employers are now, they are... Uh, they're on to you, yeah, and they're turning you in. Like I have, I, I've talked to people who can't get people to work for yeah. them, and uh, because they're collecting unemployment, and they're now calling the unemployment office saying, "All right, listen, I know Joe Smith. I've offered him work. He is declining it. So you know, because you're actually, if you're if you're collecting unemployment, you're supposed to be actually looking for work." And there's right. a lot of people out there that aren't doing that, but you are currently being turned in. <laughs> yeah, like people are turning down. Yeah. Keep in mind too, if you go to an employer who needs your help right now, um, they will remember that you stepped up to come in and help out, and that can be a, a ticket to advancement down mm-hmm. the road. Imagine I mean, what your Christmas honestly, bonus is going to be like at a pot place. It's prime <laughs> right now for you to get in good with the boss, man. Preston, you're right, and they're, oh, you're also being bonused and incentivized. Yeah, yeah. we're just time. showing up. Yep. All right. 
Uh, listen, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, we have a free tattoo for you to win today. It's Tattoo Tuesday. Uh, text word tattoo to 39333. Uh, we're going to randomly draw someone to get a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. You can check them out at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. Preston and Steve theme for your ink, by the way. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. I did not know this, uh, but Steve sent me an article. Today is Geek Pride Day. Yes. Um, And it all, I have the origin of Geek Pride Day and some information about that. Uh, the idea of dedicating a day for geekiness originated in Spain, actually. Of all places, that's probably because of the robust geek population of Barcelona. Barcelona has lots of geeks. Uh, but it, it started in 2006, oh. and it was when a Spanish blogger by the name of German Martinez, uh, who chose the day to coincide with the 1977 release of Star Wars. Oh. So that's why it is on May 25th. Uh, Geek Pride Day spread rapidly across the Internet and soon after the world, drawing attention from mainstream media as well. One of the events organized to celebrate this day was in Madrid when 300 geeks played a game of human Pac-Man together. (laughs) That's a very geeky thing to do. It's very geeky. A list of the basic rights and responsibilities of geeks was also written up. Uh, The rights included... Uh, the right to not like football or any other sport, <laughs> and the right to not be in style, and the responsibilities include attend every geeky movie on opening night and buy every geeky book before anyone else. Uh, 2008 was the first year when Geek Pride Day was officially celebrated in the U.S., and one year later, 2009, uh, news of the day had reached the Science Channel that decided to take part in celebrating uh, by airing a special program on May 25th. In 2010, Greek Geek Pride Day spread even further to countries like Canada, Hungary, Israel, Romania, and Geek Pride Parade was held in Gothenburg, Sweden in 2013. So I've had geeky aspects. I know you have as well throughout yeah. you know my life. And uh, there, there are things that, um, that I was very, very um, swept up in, like that first opening night, that waiting in line, that get, being the first to get the book or to see it and all that stuff. Um, that was when um, that was a, an achievable goal in my mind when there was less, there weren't 14,000 streaming channels and 14,000 everything. Yeah. Uh, and it became something you, you could do. And now it's it's less important. But I still, for me, and, and you've said it you know, many times in the past, at this point in my life, like you see the uh, a new Marvel trailer and it's no. or, or DC. It's like Zack Snyder. Oh, so here we go. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm thrilled at, at the rise of, of geek culture. Um, but I have a little tiny issue. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's hear it. I hate when really good-looking, popular people claim to be geeks. You don't. You don't. I don't, I don't think you think they're. You think they're jumping on a bandwagon. It's. It's like when the supermodel says, "I was a tomboy." Um, it's, I, I have a little bit of an issue with that because, and and it's great. Listen, I I think it's great. I think it's it's great to embrace that. But man, 
Give you us, got, you got to let be, us have you, our day. You got to be kind of ugly. You got to be kind of. You got to be. Well, what if you were an ugly duckling? What, you got to be kind of put upon. You okay. got to be kind of. You got to have a little bit of but this. What if to, they actually like it? That's oh, true. Okay. And, and, and it, no, uh, that's, that, uh, look, I'm, yes, that's great. Uh, and they do. And there are so many. There is. This is the thing about Preston. And I completely understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? We're we're com- yes, I completely understand what you're saying, and I've had to come to terms with the fact that we are now moving into a time when there are fully genuine, very attractive geeks who know the lore, the yeah. legend, yeah. the the minutia, and that's happened. So now we've got to get into snuff films, but yeah. you can still. <laughs> You, the really super good-looking <laughs> geek that likes geeky things yeah. person, can still get away with things that that the the real nerd can't. Nah, yeah, I don't know. I think this is like a, dinner this, on blanc. This is a great opportunity <laughs> to um, to break down walls. Right? You can have good-looking geeks. Right? You can you can have nerdy-looking athletes. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It just amazes me yeah. because we, you we do live in a time now where yeah. there are there are a tremendous amount of people. I'm thrilled that that those bridges have been built and that though you know there is that you can go like there used to be for example the 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 advent of the cosplay girl Preston and the the, the cosplay people you would have these women who would go and go to the conventions and uh the science fiction conventions and so on and so forth in San Diego Comic-Con and it was a okay they would go and they would do the thing and they were just putting on costumes randomly and they would go do the deal and and make some money now you have ones who are completely, deeply immersed in anime yeah. and deeply immersed in in, in Marvel and are, are meticulous and love it all, and it's changed. Like, I think by by tacit exposure, you now have a a breed of super geek, you know, like like that. Uh, the, whereas there was the super serum for Chris Evans, you now have the the next evolutionary step in in geeks, and they can be. You know everybody, yeah. but I know you. It's something. It, it's like you always do it as you know. And, and we talk about the, um, you know, when you think your your favorite artist is selling out, or yeah. or, or like, ah, oh, you can't do the, this. Is this is our thing? We tend to do that. Yeah, but I just I don't know where I would like fit in because I was like I played all the sports growing up, and you know, every single season I was doing. You know, it was baseball, football, basketball, swimming, diving, lacrosse. Like you wore like, speedos. I wore speedos. Yeah. Uh, but but I did it all. But there were a lot of things in the in the geek culture that I liked as well. Now I didn't read comic books, but it wasn't because that was too geeky for me. I yeah. just didn't like reading, right? Right. But I loved all the superhero cartoons and the movies and TV shows and stuff. But uh, I, the... so I don't know where I fit. Well, all right. So I have a question. What's the difference between a geek, a nerd, and a dork? All right. We and, we and talked a, about this years the and last years ago. The age old the age the age old question, Nick. A dork. Was the yeah, last one geek, I was say. nerd, uh, spaz. It's a whale's penis. Dweeb. Right. Yeah, like there's a whole series of them. We we tried to break down. Nick, this might have been before you were on the show. Yeah. Long, long time ago. I remember having this detailed conversation about it. And we could never really nail down exactly what the differences were between those things. I mean, nerd, you think of the stereotypical... You think of Lewis Skolnick. That's right, yes. You know, with the, with uh, exactly. the glasses yeah. and, the, and the tape in the middle and, and that whole thing. That, yeah. Um, but but the, the geek is more into, I think, the pop culture, 
Uh, the you know the the fringe the stuff that used to be fringe and now basically fuels Hollywood. Yeah. And and I just think maybe maybe I've I've put the, the I've, I've associated the word more with people that that are not just into things that are considered geeky like yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and comic books and stuff like that, but that were awkward too. That, that they forgot or, or are still awkward. The downtrodden. I mean? Yes, exactly. The cast aside. Yeah. There's so, no the, where where there was no place. At the dinner on Blanc table, and now, yeah. well, let me ask. So, so you mentioned Louis Skolnick, and you have like you know the like right. those guys from uh, uh, just one of the guys, but like those are caricatures, caricatures, like those. Oh man, I knew a couple of people exactly like straight that. straight up like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I also, again, I went to Catholic school where everybody wore the same thing. When we you met Catholic, I mean? like, was like, I'd really like to be on the show. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of Tolkien, and I, I and I wasn't to that level, but but I, I felt like I was, I was a step, a few steps down from the elites. Maybe it's that. It, it, listen, it all goes back to high school for me. I've got I got scars. Yeah, right? yeah we all do, and, and you know like, we, <laughs> we all, all do, do right? Man, yeah. And and I try not to dwell on them, but from time to time they rear their ugly head. Yeah, and I think about that, and I think about the elites and how much that did bother me at that time. High and school beats the piss out of it you. It does, man. And 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 you you junior high, and you get. You get angry, and it's stuff you need you need to learn how to process throughout your life, you know, because you have to realize that that was that is a that is a bizarre environment and configuration that hopefully will never be replicated in the rest of your life. But it's real, and everyone goes through it. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Elise. Hi, Elise. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, it's all good. What's up, Elise? So I'm listening to you guys talk about this, and I'm laughing because, um, like, so my boyfriend, he is, like, super good looking. But his whole issue is that he can't get in with the geeks because they immediately judge him because he's good looking. And uh-huh. so he feels like he wants to be able to, like, nerd out with people. And he's like, they all think that I'm there and I'm faking it, and I'm not. <laughs> you know what, Elise? And that, that should not be the geek philosophy, the geek, like... Like with science fiction and things of that nature, that's all about like Star Trek and stuff, and about accepting and you know Gene right, Roddenberry's right. infinite diversity and infinite combinations and 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 all of that stuff. Uh, but you know, but they're so they're he's suspicious like, of him. He's like, I want to go to GameStop and play Magic, and I walk in there, and everybody's like, uh, no. What has he? Att- <laughs> you know what? Can he? Can he show that he has the chops? Is you know, can he? Um, can he put some? Well, can he put some tape on his glasses? Why don't you just grow your beard out real long and walk in in a flannel and some cargo pants and you'll be good? Yeah, you know what, at least maybe that—that's right. That's something that I had not considered. It—it it does turn around the other way. And in fact, if you go back to the movie Sixteen Candles, yes, where Farmer Ted, yes. you know, the geek, where where he goes, oh, you know, the geeks. He's like, well, I'm kind of the king of the geeks, you know. So he he yeah. bosses his little underlings around. That's true. Everyone, as well. everyone pisses on someone. Yeah, and, 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 so, and some do it as a, as a job, and some like being pissed. <laughs> yeah, on. exactly. So yes, they do. Yeah. You know. I just feel it's a double-edged sword if you like if you like the fantasy world and you have like right. semi decent looking things. I, I, hang on, Elise. I, I want to I want to give you that you, oh. you are correct. I, I and I I'm now my eyes are opening up to that. You, you, you you've helped convince Preston a little bit. Elise, where do you stand on this stuff? Do you embrace it as well? well so I okay. I grew up a homeschooled awkward kid, and then I kind of like blossomed in college so i'm in the same boat as he is i get I can't say that. yeah you don't know stuff 
Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's okay. Stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's sit down and chat. And then I end up, like, blowing all these nerds away, and it's really fun. All right, so at least, okay. Let me ask you about your homeschooling real quick, because I heard something on a TV show last week, and I don't know if this is true, but... They, they likened it to two things, right? Were your parents either super religious or were they hippies? Religious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I can yeah. see that. What was the show? It, but it, it typically is one or the other. Was it Mythic yeah. Quest? I saw it too. No. What was it? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Right, okay. Elise, thank you. <laughs> was it Wheel of Fortune? It was not. I can't remember oh. what I watched last week. And by the way, Elise, what's your, what's your good-looking boyfriend's name? Alex. All right, guys, be nice to Alex. Yeah. Come on. He yeah. just wants to play. Yeah. He, he just got... wants to play with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're jealous because he got super hot Elise. Yeah. I, that's probably <gasps> yeah. true. Oh Elise, are you super hot? I, I don't I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> well, send us pictures. Send us, <laughs> send us your Instagram account, and we'll take a look. Listen. I, I get asked for my number at gas stations, so I don't know what oh, you're there you go. Yes, you but, are. But That's in, where in I defa- do it. I do, too. I gas stations. Yeah. Gas station. yeah. well, you look you got pretty lips, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Elise. Uh, All right. Have a great day, guys. All right. All right Nick found this. This is a really good description, Nick. I do like this. Uh, what What is the source here? Is it? Um, Energyvanguard.com. It's just basically asking the question that I brought up. So here are the the definitions of nerd, geek, and dork, according to this, and it's pretty good. A nerd is someone who is passionate about learning, being smart, and academia. Yes, I can see that. A geek is someone who is passionate about some particular area or subject, often an obscure or difficult one. Okay. That makes sense. That would fall true, yeah. And then a dork is someone who has difficulty with common social expectations and interactions. You have social... Like the Unabomber. Well, yeah. well, I don't yeah. know about that, but I mean, no, you're socially awkward. You you, you right. can't pick up on social cues. Mm-hmm. You crap um, yourself, and I, I feel mm-hmm. terrible for people like that. No, listen, there's so many wonderful people I've known throughout my life. Fortunately, I've been, of course, the the, the, the bon vivant that you know me as. No, no, the, the, I've been I've been in that position because I ended up in new schools so many times. Yeah, I had to sort of always re-earn my my cred. But I always oh I always got lumped in with people who were perpetually that way. And I felt bad for them, not that they needed my pity, but the awkward, the fringe people always turn out to be very interesting. It's like three o'clock high, Preston, you know, uh-huh. the, the, the same, these these movies, you know, where yeah. they, if you just took the time yeah. or the or the, the movie, it's always, we always reference Sorry. to movies, My Bodyguard. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to Brent, says here he's the owner of the Pop-In, it's this great restaurant that I've been to for, that's in Chalfont, right, Brent? It is in Chalfont. And uh, yes, uh, since we've been open, we've gotten plenty of uh, pop culture nerds and, and geeks in here. But I'd like you to know that we are not terribly overrun with overly attractive people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me ask you, Brent, have you noticed a an increase in the more, um, so what would the society would deem attractive people who are into this as well, men and women? Uh, who are you would normally not see is are the tides turning the tides i i suppose are turning it's a little difficult to judge during this whole uh pandemic thing sure we're just kind of getting getting back to normal at this point but uh we we kind of have the same nerds and geeks in here and i hang out with them i play magic with them uh, we do some board games and you know they're not that not May that I great just- to look at Jump in for a second, Preston. Sorry. I'm wondering to that point that Brent just made, do you think the pandemic has fostered because you have so many people looking for things now that we might see an uptick 
in for in, sure. And so so you may have your your supermodel, um, you know, your 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 Chippendales dancer mm-hmm. and your supermodel who are now into Magic the Gathering. Well, let's put it this way. Things have come down to uh, people love it when they think they can make money at things. Yes. And the prices of magic cards and sports cards, lots of other collectibles, even I'm sure it's even trickled into Star Wars collectibles. Yeah. uh, All that stuff. Uh, All that stuff has just kind of gone through the roof as far as value goes. So. Uh, when it when it comes to making money, I'm sure a lot of uh, more attractive people will jump on the bandwagon. By, sure. by the way, uh, Brent, uh, this texter wanted to text in about the pop-in, and they said they've enjoyed your marquee messages during the pandemic. Nice. Oh, um, well, say, yeah, thank you. I and, Steve, you'd love this place. It's loaded I've with gotta get there. toys and thrones and pop culture stuff, and the food's all named after, like, Klingon dishes. You had a birthday oh, nice. party there, right, didn't you? Was no, there, we just went. Oh, just well, went okay. Maybe we did. Yeah, maybe yeah. they did. Someone's take part birth. for his birthday, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, and you guys do trivia nights and stuff like that, right, Brent? We do. We did, we yeah. Do. Uh, we we kind of had to. We still do trivia every regular kind of general knowledge uh, trivia okay. every Wednesday, but we kind of had to give up the. We used to have all Star Wars trivia or all Game of Thrones trivia. I do plan on doing an all Friends trivia pretty soon. Okay. Uh, but we, we, we well, wanted to wait wait until we were kind of back to normal. So after Memorial Day, once they get rid of the space limitations and six feet apart between tables, that'll be a lot easier. We'll excellent. Jam- I, Brent, let me ask you, and I want to ask you, you guys something, uh, because it just sure. sort of dawned on me that, I, that things like Magic the Gathering or, or even like a trivia night or Dungeons and, Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe people gravitate towards that because it is a way to socialize. And, and it is almost like it's like it's almost like a life vest. Where at least it, there's, you're not completely reliant on conversation. Life. No, 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 conversation. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and oh, it's gosh, sort, yeah. okay. So, so that is the way to socialize. Do you know what it I mean? Rather than, is. I mean, we'll, we'll we will we'll play for four or five hours, and I'll go home, and my wife will ask me, "Oh, you saw someone? You saw." so-and-so what's he up to i was like i have no idea we we, we didn't talk yes i played magic the gathering once with my son i wanted to kill him (laughs) i hate that game i hate it i'll play other games with him but i tried and we tried to do the simplest version of it and i'm like oh god it was driving me nuts uh, it's so it's so i had someone as well the basics of magic are simple but the game is extremely complex i think they had a they had like a research team from Princeton studied games from all time, and they named Magic the most complicated game of all time. <laughs> yeah, Brent, I had I, I had someone attempt to do yeah. likewise the same thing that had happened with Preston, and then I, I I decided to play my own game called Magic the Drink the Clorox. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, it was it, I couldn't I just it's, couldn't. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, all right, sure Brent. Thanks, man. We appreciate you checking in. Good luck with everything. Appreciate it. I'll come see you thanks. sometime soon. It's called Pop In, and they're in uh, Chalfont. So. So well, listen. In in honor of uh, was it Nat- International it's, Geek Day or it's, uh, well, it's just Geek Pride Geek Day. Geek Pride yeah. Day. Yeah, uh, I'd been working on an impression. You guys want to hear it? Uh, I so Steve, you do your Batman impression, but you have that um, processor. You have the processor. Okay. I don't have a processor. Are we supposed to guess what this impression? No, no, it's Batman. Is? It's Batman. Okay, go ahead. Batman. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Please keep that kryptonite away from me. Uh, is that a line he says in the movie? No, please keep that kryptonite away from me. You sound like Cookie Monster. Yeah. Oh. It sounds like it hurts when you do that. No. Though. Please keep that cookies away from me. No. Is it because it's a Superman impression? 
Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've I, been working on it. I got <laughs> it's it. really good. It's really good. I got so it. So it's a no, super no, random prank. I, just, I was no, confused why the, the whole crypto thing. It's a terrible but. joke that I heard with Chuck over the weekend. You say this is Batman, but you obviously say <laughs> Superman line, and then somebody says, that's Superman, and then you go, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Like, that's oh, okay. Superman. <laughs> I told Chuck, I said, dude, I'm going to hang myself out the dry next week. Yeah. What you say to me? You took the bullet. <laughs> are we on air? Yeah, we are. Oh, I right. think we're Wait, still on air. In fact, in fact on. Bill's coming down the hallway with an award for Casey. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. I, uh, that, that's an immediate A+. Plus. That's like my joke. Good morning, Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Please. <laughs> Keep that crypto. <laughs> Just don't do one that sounds like Cookie Monster. Like the thanks man thing. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even get that part of it. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, man. Nick got it. He was following. I, know. I yeah. enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill has that award in his hands. Yep. Yeah. Including the offer. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. It's it's Geek Pride Day. I'm going to go to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Good, good. Cool. I wanted to go off of what you were saying earlier, Preston, about how, like, all these pretty boys and, like, supermodels and stuff <laughs> claim to be geek when it's clearly that they're not. Yeah. But um, I, I have actually run into a couple of them that are full-on geeks. Yes. That I actually played D&D on a weekly basis with the guy who was our all-star quarterback in my high school. There you go. There <laughs> okay. you go. And you know what? And after Nick pulled up this this description, this definition of a geek being, uh, maybe I'm misinterpreting the word geek, uh, because maybe I'm thinking it's nerd, geek, dork, all that rolled into one. But yeah. geek, apparently, according to this definition, is being uh, intensely captivated by one particular thing, which is usually not a very popular thing, I guess, or, or you know, yeah. something that you, that you really dive into and want to learn every single little bitty bit thing about. So maybe I'm being wrong about what a geek is. And, you know, these things by their nature, and Nick, maybe you can agree with this as well, uh, is that the, um, there, this is a, this is a bridge and it should be something that's inclusive and that's fun and that you invite people into enjoying you, 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 people who are fans of this, these things, you know, like Casey, you with, uh, you know, with fish wanting to to proselytize the message, I want you to experience it, and maybe you can like this. So that's the, I think the kind of the nature of a yeah. geek wants to spread that joy. Correct? Absolutely. All yeah. right. Like, um, I couldn't tell you how many people I've gotten into the whole Godzilla universe just based off the newest movies alone. Yeah, I love Godzilla. Like, I've been watching it since I was a little kid, and being able to share my fandom since I was a little kid, it just it it makes me happy seeing stuff like yeah, that. The, the, listen, I I hear you. Like like that. For me, pop culture is so much a cornerstone of my life. It provides such joy. Hey, Nick, did you read uh, Ready Player One, the book? Uh, I never read it. I just seen the movie. Oh, didn't you? You don't know the story. Go read the book if you like Godzilla and stuff like that, and and okay. any of those uh, Japanese uh, television shows like Ultraman yeah. and and oh, uh, yeah. Space Giants and stuff like that. You will absolutely. I think it's the greatest book you've ever read. Trust me. Right, on that. I think I have something to do this weekend. There you go, man. All right, thanks, Nick. I appreciate right, it. Safe, guys. Have a good one. Um, uh, by the way, uh, somebody said uh, we should make um, bad dad joke Cookie Monster a character. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you, so you have to do all the bad the dad jokes. What was the last one I just book? did off air? The thing is that it was not attempting a Cookie Monster, <laughs> no, it wasn't. but that became your default. Take oh. that away from me. Tommy, do you like cookies? Me too. <laughs>
<laughs> me too. Tonight, when you go back <sighs> home, turn off the cookie light. Tell me, do you like to eat cookies? <laughs> me too. <laughs> Did you know that Mortal Kombat was, was Wait, not from Finland? No, no. What was the joke? I forget. <laughs> you forget. Uh, it's something like... My mother was born in Iceland, and my father was born in Cuba. That makes me an ice cube. Mortal Kombat was based off of a Scandinavian song. Well, it was a Finnish hymn. <laughs> you get it? You get it? Finnish hymn. All right, I like Cook Van Dancho Cookie Monster. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a thing now, Kat. Yeah, yeah Kathy! <laughs> Wow. Oh, God. Anything to make you cringe, Gath. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> uh, let me go to Amy. Hi there, Amy. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Amy? Doing good. What's up? Um, well, uh, everything that you're talking about is something that we have in Phoenixville, which is outside of Valley Forge. We have a place called Gamer's Heaven. It's oh, a- yes. Oh. I've, I've looked at it online. My son discovered that. And you guys are a uh, you're a huge facility, right? Uh, we're about a little bit ten thousand square feet. That's, that's, that's good enough. God. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. Um, uh, yes. I mean, I certainly love it. Uh, but it's 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 intended. Can my son come work there, please? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I, I I desperately want to get him to get in a job in a facility like that because it all he does is want to play. Video games and Magic the Gathering and manga. He's and a savant with this stuff. stuff. Wait, what's I, manga? I, I hate. I hate to be the one to tell you, but um, we we actually have to work during our shifts. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know. I just want to get. Yeah. I just want to get him around in that environment of something that he enjoys doing. My dad gave me the greatest advice I've ever had in my life, which was, whatever you decide to do with your life, make sure it's something you enjoy. And I know yeah. he enjoys that. So maybe well, we can talk. Yes. Off yeah. Air, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, send an email in. All right. Why don't you give them free commercials, Preston? (laughs) But anyway, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, Amy. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no problem. Um, We saw a lack of this a couple years ago. Uh, The owner, Andrew, uh, had traveled to Japan and Korea and brought the idea of, um, you know, the PC bongs over to America. And we made it our own. Right. So that it it has the anime community, the geek community, the nerd community, the card games, the D&D. We have a huge screen theater because all of us are a little bit movie mad and we... Just like going hey, there and bringing let, everything together. Let me ask you, Amy. Do you do you, do you find that even uh, like within that, within the environment there, do you get into these discussions about cred and who is you know posers and if people you know that no no okay that's not allowed in the store. It's gatekeeping, and we don't we don't we don't have that. We don't stand good. for it. All right, good. So people come in. It doesn't matter if you if you love the material, or if you're a novice, or you're well seasoned. Everyone's welcome. And you guys yeah, sell ramen. Um, we do sell ramen right now. We're uh, we got to switch equipment, so our ramen's down. Sorry, oh, guys. Man. But, uh, ramen's down. Ramen's down. Ramen's down. Ramen's down. <laughs> ramen down, yeah. ramen's down. That's the new Tatum uh, Channing Tatum movie. Ramen <laughs> down. Uh, we have uh, boba though. Boba oh, boba too. Boba to keep right. uh, keep uh, afloat from last year from COVID. We were like, let's sell boba. That's one of the best decisions. Well, I love all the Japanese stuff. That's great. That's awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, and Gamers Heaven is the name of the place. And, and Amy, so do you find a lot, are there a lot of women, a lot of um, uh, uh, people of all types coming in there? There are. There are people of all types. We're, we're a safe community. That's that's actually part of our, our that's who we are. We want to have, be a safe community for everyone to come in. So um, 
everyone is allowed. We have we've got kids who come in and they want to play Pokemon cards as early as ten years old. Yep. Parents are still have to be there, and we've got people who have been playing D and D longer than I've been alive. Do you have supermodels and uh, male bodybuilders coming in? Uh, models, male. We we do have cosplayers. <laughs> we have a, a cosplay uh, ambassador who actually travels. Huh? All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Very. Do cool. anything special for Geek Pride Day? We did not. We oh. did not. Well, the ramen machine is down, Preston. So they <laughs> <laughs> close up shop yeah. for the day. Maybe they were going to do ramen down. Yeah. All right. Oh my god, that would be great. Amy, I'll be reaching out to you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a nice All right. day. See you later. That'd be so cool if you could get something like that. Uh, I think this is Bill Lambing here on line three. Duke's a hazard guy. Yeah, it's got to yep. be. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Ed. It is you. How you doing, man? Good, great. Uh, yes, happy Geek Day. Yeah, happy same to you. Day. You were definitely uh, an extreme geek in the world of uh, television shows and cars from television shows, right? Yes, I am. I have a Roscoe police car, head, hence the Dukes of Hazard geek. But yeah. I also own a Supernatural Impala. The Supernatural Impala. Now, did you lend this to uh, Amanda? It's a TV show, Supernatural, yeah, and, and no, the brothers no. rode around in this Impala. It was their, it was their cars, souped up, yeah. and it's how they got the, the the fifty-five years of the show. There's a picture of it, pressed up on the. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so, cool. uh, okay. and it was it was a cool car. And you 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 lent this to? Uh, did you lend this to Amanda? Uh, yes, I did for, for her wedding her, pictures. Uh, yeah, wedding. for Chris. Yeah, okay, for, our friend of the for show. Twenty. Very... And my inspection was four twenty on my inspection sticker, which was pretty funny. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I like it. But uh, the uh, this this supernatural Impala was also actually used on DC Legends of Tomorrow. Ah, uh, so was, you got used for it? Yes. So it's actually a TV screen news car. It was aired April twentieth of last year. Uh, oh. The episode was called Zary, not Zary. How much does that so increase the, va- the value of the car? Or, or like if you could, if, so there's a whole subculture that goes around and, and they'll have these cars, even restored models, if they can get uh, a celebrity to sit in it, someone associated with the show, or it, it, to get it some screen time, it'll up the value of that vehicle, correct? I I bow down to you, Steve. You are more of a geek than I <laughs> Yes, you are, you are correct on that. Yeah. It usually ups the value on any of those vehicles. Very uh, cool. I got Starsky and Hutch friends that have the TV show cars, the generally original cars and stuff like that. So. And the Peggy Lee, which is a lesser known car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got, you got me on that one. <laughs> well, Bill but sends the, us uh, photos all the time of, of fairly obscure stars that he gets pictures with. You know, like you've met Patrick Duffy before. and Yes, yes. All, all kinds. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. and so Bill is, is sending us pictures all the time. They're great. I we love, love them. seeing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so and uh, I have driven by the uh, pop in there in uh, Chapon. It's not too far from me, and I I die laughing at all the uh, marquee signs. Excellent. <laughs> hey, right, look cool. at this side, but the other side's funnier. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's I've, great. I've yet to get in there, so I'll, I'll be uh, stopping in there soon. All right, uh, Bill. From you, Bill. <laughs> Happy uh, Geek Pride Day. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Right. <laughs> Same to you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Hey, press. <laughs> yeah. How do you throw an outer space party? How you plan it? <laughs> Go back to the cookie monster. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the finish him. I like to finish him. All right. Uh, anyhow, just acknowledging Geek Pride Day. So if you're a geek, yep, have some pride. We're going to take a break. We'll be back and get to the Bizarre Files, so make sure you stay with us. Netflix plus Hulu plus HBO Max plus Discovery Plus equals holy shit. 
But WMMR's live stream, no subscriptions, and no, because, you know, it's free. Free, free. Free, free, free. 90 free, free WMMR. So our next guest is going to be in Philly next week. Uh, she's got shows at Punchline uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I know a lot of people are excited. I certainly am. I'm going to go see her. About the fact that she's coming into town. Please welcome Melissa Via Senor. Hey! Hey! Yeah, thanks, yes. guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good morning. We're happy to have you on. So uh, you uh, are you uh, checking in from your home this morning? Yes, from my home in um, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, in lovely Brooklyn. Well, you you uh, <laughs> did you get some time to get breathe a, a sigh of relief? There was the season finale of SNL, first yeah. time um, with a full audience in quite some time. So that seemed like it was an electric thing to be a part of. Though it was at the yeah. end of everything. What was that like? What a difference! It was really beautiful and and magical to see the full crowd. Yeah. <sighs> You know, it's it's the nature, and we have so many comedians that we, we talk with, and we're, we're friends with a lot, and there's just a dynamic. With the, the SNL experience, you need a full audience, because so much of what you do is tailored to different sections, uh, you know, different comedic sensibilities. And when you reduce the audience, you just you reduce the likelihood of things that are legitimately funny landing. Not that we need to have other people tell us something is funny, but it just seems... It seems more correct to have that full, robust sound. Yeah, it just felt so warm. Yeah. To just see everyone together. It was beautiful. And it was. And that's what I'm excited for all my shows, too. I feel like. I think I'm going to do full capacity, too. Which is great. I mean, so we, we, we you know, it's been funny. And I'm, I'm sure, Melissa, you've. And, and SNL's been going through it. And all the shows. You, you kind of. You, you don't want to be. You don't want to seem cavalier. You want to do things safely. And mm-hmm. so you you had to kind of pull the trigger on different things and say, well, we got to lock and load it. I see a cat tail in your face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, her cat, cat is on her lap. I approve. And the tail <laughs> keeps popping up in her face. <laughs> we, we, we have nine cats, so trust me, I know exactly what you're going through. Uh, but but so at, at a certain point, you 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 know, were you learning from week to week, status wise? Things have remained so fluid. There had to be a big sense of start, stop, start, stop throughout the year. Correct. No, we plowed through. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys kept going, but I'm saying is yeah. how, how you would handle, because things kept changing so much. And, oh, and, yeah, 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 big time. No, it was always the very little bit, of, a minimum amount of people for the crowd until that final show. You know, it was, was wild when you were doing the stuff from home. Um, yeah. And, you know, you'd think, okay, this has got to be weird to have that thrown at you. But yet it, I, I found it um, like sort of purely like Ernie Kovacs, you know, creative, like, you you know, in other words, like, it was creative for yeah. sure. How, what was yeah. that like for you to, to be doing stuff that way, sort of guerrilla style comedy? I mean, I think for me, it, it kind of reminded me of before SNL, I was always making my own videos at home. You know, I was yeah. <laughs> dressing up in impressions. And I think that kind of, it just brought me back to those days. And it was fun. How, yeah, I, I had a good time. So you, you, with the writers, would you, would you pitch something or were the writers sending yeah. you? Okay. It was like the same thing as this season. I mean, we never wrote physically together. It was always like I'd call or or text a writer and say, hey, I have this idea for this. What do you think? And then they'd be on board or not on board. And then um, then we would write it together. So, well, you you mentioned doing skits from home and and you have a YouTube channel that is great. And I I was actually familiar with you. Uh, You you do a uh, I, I don't know if you're still 
dip back into it. <laughs> but it was uh, the uh, Sims Sims Meet World, mm-hmm. where oh. it, it, it's <laughs> anybody who's ever played The Sims uh, it knows the characters and the weird sort of. If you, in a real world scenario, those characters, which are supposed to be a simulator for life, would seem terrifying because they they just make bizarre sounds and exclamations, and you mimic that <laughs> in a real world scenario. I had a lot of Sims growing up, so yeah, I I wanted to play a little Sim, which is just hey. <laughs> 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 like gibberish, like I mean, you would be terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's supposed to approximate conversation, but no, you you'd yeah. report somebody like that. <laughs> Are you a gamer? Well, um, I wouldn't say that. I feel like I I just play Animal Crossing and uh, cooking games like Cooking Mama was a big one for me, and Endless Ocean, which was on the Wii. Yeah. I just like look. I just like to walk around town. <laughs> And go swim. <laughs> That's all you need. I don't like any battles or anything because no. I, I would, I, you know, I grew up with brothers too, and we would play N64 and you know Goldeneye. They would always. I could never be on a. I would always be like, can't we just be on a team and fight the bad guys together? And they were like, no, we're against you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could never find the gun in time, so I'd have to use my little the hand. And that's why yeah. I die every second. I, I so competitive games make me cry. I can't do it. Yeah, that's why I quit playing with my sons. They would just destroy me every <laughs> single time and be relentless about it. Uh, Melissa, I see a, uh, a music stand in the background. Are you a musician? Yes. Well, I do have music out. Yes. So, so look, I'm I'm a creative little person here. I like to um, write songs. I like to draw and and do comedy. So I'm I like. To, yeah, I, I, I'm not the best at guitar, okay? I know the, the main chords. You're yeah. pretty damn good. You have a couple of songs that are available. Like, one of them is up on your, your YouTube channel. You just came out recently. And yeah. uh, and you're also, um, you you have a great uh, visual flair. I know you're, like, a, a, a visual person as well. And do, do you, uh, are you designing the sets and all that stuff in your in your videos as far as, you know, I mean, like you have, oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? No, one, no. One, one is bathed in green and you have all these, you know, it's the interesting sort of comic that, book looking takes. Yeah, that music video "Dreaming You Up" was Raul Gonzo. He directed that. I'm actually not good with um, design in terms of house stuff or. or okay. I, I'm not. That's not a gift of mine. I buy a lot of junk, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just, it's too much. All right. Well, listen. I remember about 20 years ago, uh, Jimmy Fallon, when he joined SNL, did a, an Adam Sandler impression, and I always thought it was funny, but also kind of odd that he was doing an impression of somebody who was on SNL. Mm-hmm. And then recently, you know, I, I've discovered, and uh, you're you're really great at the Kristen Wiig impression. Is it odd to do somebody who on the show where you are currently working? No, I, I mean, she loves it, and, and for me, it was really special because it, it did kind of remind me of when, when Fallon uh, did Sandler for his audition. I did Kristen Wiig, so it's kind of like a, I don't know. It felt kind of, it felt really good, too. Um, yeah, Kristen Wiig is just, you know, I am really excited for today, and <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I might go for a stroll and get a coffee. <laughs> there is a new you're you're what makes you you great and i i i you know i i adore your stuff because and i've always been a fan of impressions and impressionists and the ones that always are the best 
and you're not just solely that, you've got to have material. And you do bring material, which is, which is, you know, and it's, and it's that's not just your thing. But it it used to be the old, you know, you'd see him. I, I did stand up for for a while, and and uh, you you know you'd see people trying to be impressionist, and they it'd always be the same thing. Well, what would Bob Dylan be like at Burger King? It's right. it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So you you place them in 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 different scenarios of of the the collective that you do, and you you do a killer Gwen Stefani and and and, and you know. Jennifer Lopez and so many, so many of the of the others. But am I is it, am I correct in understanding that Owen Wilson's one of your favorites that you do? Oh yeah, and that's yeah, he's a really old one. Yeah. <laughs> I learned I learned Owen when I watched Zoolander. That came out so long ago, but I was seventeen and I and I was like, oh, I love Owen, and I would share his that impression at open mics in L.A. And people in the crowd didn't know who he was yet. <laughs> That's how old, how long I look back, but Owen for me. You but yeah, that one is oh, it's sometimes I get tired of it, you know. But the crowd loves it, and it and every time I do it, it, it always convinces me. Like, oh yeah, it's a really warm impression. It feels good. It, it just you know, it's so joyful. Just yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's meditate together. Yeah. <laughs> it's always gonna be a good. A it good, will, yeah. And I always share it. I know that it, it feels good. So, Melissa, yeah. I, I've um, always been a fan for as long as I can remember of Saturday Night Live. I watch it every single weekend, uh, and if I don't catch it, I have it on DVR, so I'll at least watch it on Sunday. My 15-year-old daughter is, is now uh, totally into it as well, and I've always been impressed with how quickly you guys are able to turn around and put a show on. You know, week after week after week. And I just wanted to ask about how you're able to not only do that, but then also work on stand up comedy and put together, you know, you're going to be performing a punchline next week. Yeah. Like, how are you able to do both at the same time? Well, I don't do both at the same time. During the work week of SNL, my brain is so wrapped up there that it's a different brain with stand up. So I, I don't even attempt to do shows outside of. SNL on the work week, but, but you're still writing but, your act, though, right? But oh yeah, no. So stand up, I've been doing a long time, and I've had this hour that I've worked on, and um, so I'm going to be just doing a lot of old stuff. But then there's a lot of new from this past year that I'm going to be working on as well. So um, yeah, I've just been, you know, brushing off the uh, what is it? Cobwebs? I don't know. Well, you <laughs> know. Just, I, I, I'm do, I've been doing now shows now that I'm on break. So usually on the breaks of SNL, I always go do stand up. So um, I think yeah. I think I think it's it's been we've had a number of people through, and you know, in Casey's right. I mean, just the adoration and and um, you know the the legendary status of SNL. But anyone who's gone through it, uh, you know, describes it as nothing. There is no nothing that correlates to that in any other form of comedy it's 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 really in the trenches i i guess like if you're an actor and you're doing soap operas every day when it used to be the, that that is like a grind like no other but um do you, you know you you come in with material but it's it burns it up so quickly <laughs> so, you know and the hours are insane i forget who I was talking uh, who we had in there but they described seeing you know the, the writers are just basically sleeping there you know all the yeah. time you know, did it, even though you were aware of that, I know you had auditioned once for SNL and then came back years later. I think that 2009 was the first time you auditioned and then returned later to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was... You were aware of it, but when you finally got the realization, was it what you had anticipated or far more? I don't think I knew the hours that 
much. Yeah. And yeah, until it hit me, I was like, oh, this is every night is a different sleep. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. then, but thankfully, you know what? I got real good at naps, so I take a lot of naps. <laughs> where, where, where do you? Where do? Where are there prime places to sleep? I mean, obviously, now that you're, you, you know, in a, in a given year, a non-pandemic year, uh, is there a prime place that you sleep? Do you sleep in an office? Do they have sleeping quarters? Do they have no, cots? I, most of the cast, we we go home. Yeah. Uh, but but when it comes to when we were there Tuesday nights writing. A lot of the writers just plowed through and wrote till the next day. It's like, wow. that's, I couldn't, I, I can't function, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I never slept there. Yeah. It would, it would seem to be too debilitating. So, but I mean, you're, you yeah. everything starts, but now you're on, you're on break. Obviously you're, you're coming here. You also do a lot of voiceover work. You work with Seth MacFarlane, uh, his, uh, right. Family guy. And, I, uh, I did a couple. I never met him though. You never I met him. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. So- uh, but I've done some a lot of cartoons for Cartoon Network, Adventure Time, which is it. That was a big one. I love that show. Uh, OKKO, and uh, I did a couple lines in Toy Story Four. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was like so special. I, I love Pixar. Yeah. You also did. Did you work with Bill Burr at his for Family? Oh yeah. 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 I did. That show too, yeah. I, let, let me let me ask you about doing the the Pixar voiceover because you know we as commoners have this envision <laughs> that there there's a big Pixar complex that everybody goes to, you know, and, and you're all surrounded about, you know, yeah. all this. Or do you just go to some studio and they uh, and they have people that are um, coaching you or or directing you? Yeah, no. It, well, when I recorded those lines, I was here in New York for the show. So I went to a local voiceover yep. recording studio and then they just, you know, zoomed video in and gave, but it was, it was fun. It's gotta be. I mean, they're just, yeah, you're a part of that, that whole universe. Oh, so cool. That is cool. Yeah. Well, we're very excited that you're coming to town. Definitely want to check you out. And again, you're, you're, you know, you're a, a Swiss army knife of capability and everyone it's, it, I don't, I don't think I, have you been here? When was the last time you were in Philadelphia I, performing? I, I have been to a Philly punchline. I've been, it's been a few years, but yeah. I, I, I love it there. It's so Excellent. much fun. So I'm, I'm really excited to go back. Well, nice. it's awesome. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and tickets are available at punchlinephilly.com. So get them yep. now. See you there, guys. Great Thank to check you. in. Thank you, Melissa. Great to meet you. Yeah. Take care. All right. Let's hear from Melissa. Yeah. Via Senor. And the shows are, let's see, there's one show on Thursday. It's 8 o'clock. Friday, there's a 7.15 and 9.30. And Saturday, same thing. Two shows that night. Nice. So punchlinephilly.com. There you go. All right. And we haven't even done the Bizarre File We have yet. not. We got to do that now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, we will start with uh, this story about a deputy in Virginia single-handedly lifted an overturned car to free a woman pinned underneath. This is crazy. In uh, body camera footage recording uh, that the Gloucester City Sheriff or Gloucester County Sheriff's Office shared on Tuesday on Facebook. Deputy John Holt can be heard uh, pulling over in his patrol vehicle and telling a dispatch that the car is flipped upside down. The one-minute clip at the scene of the accident then shows Holt running to the vehicle where one child uh, is screaming that his mother is stuck. The deputy helps another small child out of the car, and then he can be seen or he can be heard groaning as he's lifting the vehicle up enough. The driver was laying underneath the vehicle with her head pinned by the sunroof. Unbelievable. 
Uh, he and uh, he said, seeing the trauma or in, on the Facebook post, he said, seeing the trauma her child was witnessing, Deputy Jay Holt went into overdrive. Hundreds of people have thanked Holt for his service and have called him a hero on social media. Holt was already honored with uh, local and regional top cop awards in February after he saved two people from a burning house last year. Amazing. This guy's going above and beyond. Uh, the sheriff's office didn't identify the driver. The deputy said that she is doing well. One Massachusetts woman threw away her shot at a million dollars, but in a twist of fate, got a second chance at fortune. Leah Rose Fiega won a million dollars in the Massachusetts State Lottery's Diamond Millions Instant Game on March 30th, a pre-tax cash uh, prize that she scored from a $30 ticket bought at Lucky Stop. Now, it's thanks to the owners of Lucky Stop uh, that Fiega got that far because days earlier she tossed her ticket in the trash. Oh, man. Uh, this is according to Abi Shah, whose family owns the shop, uh, said she was scratching one day and gave the ticket back to my mom to throw it out. The winning ticket sat in a pile for 10 days until Shah double-checked the discarded tickets and quickly realized that one hadn't been fully scratched away. Ah. Once he finished it off, he made the discovery. He said, I had a million dollars in my hand. I wanted to do something good. Uh, his father said, we didn't sleep for two nights. He called my grandparents in India, and they said, give it back. We don't want the money. I have good news. I found your half a million dollar ticket. Right. <laughs> because Fiega is a regular at the store, the family knew that the winning ticket was her. Yeah. So Shaw dropped uh, by her place of work nearby to clue her in. Uh, as soon as uh, Fiega came in, he gave her the million dollar ticket, and she began to cry. Here's your, here's your cookie for you. Yeah, I don't know if they gave her anything or not, but um, that was pretty cool. All right, um, this is a pretty messed up story, but this is the dangers of uh, working on a farm. A rural north-central Missouri woman has died after being attacked by a mother cow. Oh. 76-year-old Jane Heisey died Thursday on a farm. Uh, the coroner said that uh, Heisey and her husband, Glenn, were in a lot near their house trying to put an ear tag on a newborn calf the mother cow knocked Hazy to the ground and then stepped on her head. Stepped on her head. Yeah. Oh Move! Killed her, dude. She was pronounced dead at the scene. It's <sighs> an utter catastrophe. Oh, no. Waiting for it. <laughs> Farming is one of the most uh, dangerous industries in the country. Absolutely. Wow. Especially world, if you have a pissed actually. off cow. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll do one more story. Uh, keeping it kind of short because we went a little long. Yes. So, uh, an elderly man had the wrong leg amputated oh, during surgery at a hospital in Austria. The 82-year-old was due to have his leg removed on Tuesday, but due to human error, the right leg was antipi- anti- the right leg was amputated over the knee instead. Uh, he the- had a 50-50 shot. Uh, the error occurred after a hospital worker mistakenly put a... Where's my arm? Uh, preoperative mark on the wrong leg. Uh, it was Thursday morning. In the course of the standard wound dressing change, the oh tragic mistake God. caused by human error was discovered, said a statement from the clinic. The patient was suffering from numerous medical conditions and ailments affected both his legs. Uh, following the mistake, the man needed to have the correct leg removed above the knee as well. So they took them both off. <sighs> well, 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 now you're even. Uh, the man's family yeah, has, been now in, I'm even. has been informed and psychological support has been offered to them. While the hospital has also sent the details of the incident to the region's public could prosecutor. You, could you imagine? No. I mean, that no. they... They, it's common now to do the marks on, you know, like yeah. I had a little bit of a, like an eye procedure and they put a mark over which 
eye, I was yeah. getting it done. Well, they put a mark on the wrong leg. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they, they messed up big but time. But the mark said the other leg. Yeah, they, they didn't read it. Yeah. They just saw the mark. <laughs> the other leg. Other leg. Oh, Not no. this leg, other leg. <laughs> Don't write uh, the other ac- leg. Somebody accidentally wiped off all yeah, the leg. Just the leg. <laughs> Damn it. Just put the mark on the leg. All right. And that's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll see how you did as far as remembering what's happened on the show today. Show today, lesson, question, trash, music news. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Little Flower High School, Northeast Philadelphia. uh, Chosen for uh, today's school's teacher high school. So if you go to school there, text word teacher to 39333. And we'll send you the voting link, and you can let us know who the coolest was. We spoke to Miss Diana Rossi this morning, <laughs> uh, the photographer teacher uh, from Brandywine. And she is going to be sitting in the coolest teacher section at the MMRBQ. Yes. With her coolest teacher t-shirt and all that. So we have more of those to go. Uh, don't miss when uh, we may call your school if we haven't done so yet. Lesson question for today. The prize is a $50 Metro Diner gift card. And the question I have for you is... Which statue is still under construction at Westchester University? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. That was uttered shortly before 9 a.m. Which statue is still under construction at Westchester University? Let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And while you call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get the stories. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, a handwritten letter featuring Albert Einstein's theory of special relativity has sold for $1.2 million at auction. In another letter expected to sell for $20 million, Einstein describes what it was like. To finger blast Marilyn Monroe. Oh, my God. Hey, hey. It's true. Yeah, apparently had a thing with Marilyn Monroe. Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner announcing that they are indeed back together but are not remaining exclusive. Kylie says she and Travis realized that they were meant to be together, but that their genitals should remain free agents. Oh, my God. And finally, Larry Flint's Hustler Club in Las Vegas offering free lap dances to anyone getting a COVID vaccine shot. In addition, the club will provide extra shots to kill whatever you get from the strippers. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood show. All right, let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. Which statue is still under construction? Westchester University. And I will go to Bill to see if he knows. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Awesome, buddy. So what statue is still under construction at Westchester University? The amazing statue of Kathy Romano. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to give you a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can enjoy breakfast favorites that you can grab to go with Metro Diner's newest handhelds, including the Italian meat lovers and Southwestern breakfast burritos stuffed in a tortilla and sealed with a waffle iron press. 
You can order yours to go at MetroDiner.com or savor while seated at your local diner. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we're going to start with this one. It's a pretty wild story out of the camp of Megadeth. They have officially parted ways with longtime bassist David Ellefson ah. in the wake of his involvement in a sex video scandal over which he denies having groomed an alleged underage girl online. Uh, the band's Dave Mustaine issued a statement yesterday uh, which read in part, while we do not know every detail of what occurred with an already strained relationship, what has already been revealed now is enough to make working together impossible moving forward. Uh, Megadeth posted the statement online, writing, uh, We are informing our fans that David Ellefson is no longer playing with Megadeth and that we officially are parting ways with him. We do not take this decision lightly. Ellefson admitted to having several interactions with a woman via text and video call, including compromising images of Ellefson, which were leaked on social media. However... However, he uh, claims that uh, they were adult interactions that were taken out of context. Initially, the band issued a statement saying that they were watching developments closely at the time that the news broke. Uh, They continued saying, as it relates to creativity and business, we're all familiar with one another. However, there are clearly aspects of David's private life that he has kept to himself. Uh, Megadeth and Ellefson had previously parted ways during their first six years of Megadeth's post-2004 reformation. So it sounds like things were strained to begin with. Yeah. And this was the final nail on the coffin. Yep. Whether he did it or not, they wanted him out of the band. Greta Van Fleet have announced the Strange Horizons headlining tour beginning on August 5th in Franklin, Tennessee. The four-date run will wrap up uh, in Los Angeles at the Greek Theater on October 6th. Uh, Via release, the band said, it is truly a monumental time in history to be able to perform again. We are honored to experience these special shows with all of those who will be in attendance. Let us once again come together and celebrate the privilege of life. Privilege. Uh, tickets are on sale this Thursday at 10 a.m. And uh, Greta Van Fleet, of course, released their sophomore album, The Battle at Gardens Gate, just last month. But only four dates, huh? That's it. Yeah, for now, I guess hmm. they're... I, I don't know if that'll be the whole tour or not. So Limited tour schedule, privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alterbridge is teaming up with Z2 Comics for their first ever graphic novel yeah. called Alterbridge Tour of Horrors. That's not scary. According to a press release, the book written by Marvel Comics writer Emily Ryan Lerner will deliver a story in the grand tradition of comic horror anthologies. The I'm ba- scared. The band issued a statement that said, after 17 years making music and touring the world, there aren't many opportunities for a rock band to do something they've never done before. Uh, after partnering with Josh Frankel and the whole Z2 staff to create Alter Bridge Tour of Horrors, we can now check create a horror comic off our bucket list. And we can't wait for people to read the original story we came up with. It's equally exciting, and our, uh, we are finally getting to release One Day Remains on Vinyl thanks to this incredible partnership. So it's a 120-page hardcover edition. Nice. It'll come out in November. Uh, this is an interesting bit of information from Billy Corrigan. He recalled how he dealt with not fitting the mold of a typical rock frontman. Was he a geek? Um, well, no, just... Not that, but he he had a chat with a Best Advice podcast where he said, I was not considered good-looking, so my looks were not part of anybody's formula as far as the success of the band. Right. It was never talked about. Photographers would try to stick me in the back of photo shoots with the band, 
and put the other people in front of me. He said, I swear to God. <laughs> but he said, well, you know, things change, and now the vampire look is in. But at the time, I was not considered a good-looking person. I went on to say that he never doubted himself, uh, either musically nor aesthetically. He said, I'm going to be myself. He said, if I'm a weirdo or a vampire or whatever, I'm just going to be myself. He's got to be him. And now, here we are, 20-something years later, and people all the time talk to me about the way I looked and how it influenced him. He went on to say that the truly unique minds in rock tend to have something very important in common. He said, the fact of the matter is these people are savants. He said, if you don't want to think I'm a savant, then I'm cool with that. But I'm si- but I'm saying it, what I'm saying is don't tell me that Jimi Hendrix or Bono or Kurt Cobain are not savants. He said, they're savants. If, they, if you feel you're a savant and you prove that you're a savant, well, at some point, when does somebody give you the savant stamp? There's something that goes on in music that's like, well, prove it to me and prove it to me again and prove it to me one more time. Would anybody here argue that Prince wasn't a savant? And he's saying that they have special talents that other people like may not Like using the word know. savant a lot. Yes, that yeah. might be a very special talent that one has. I'm a savant savant. And then finally, Robert Plant revealed that he'll be allowing his unheard music to be released after he dies. Huh. Uh, Ultimate Classic Rock reported that the Led Zeppelin frontman spoke about his archives during the premiere episode of the fourth season of his Digging Deep podcast and explained that he had time to sort through things during the pandemic. He said, I started putting my house in order, all the adventures that I've ever had with music and tours, album releases, projects that didn't actually get finished or whatever it is. I just put them, itemized them all, and put everything into some semblance of order so I've completely changed that setup. Do you think we'll ever hear his magnum opus, Space People? No. <laughs> well, it's just the, the single. It's not the whole opera. Maybe, because he went on to say, I've told the kids when I kick the bucket, open it up to the public, oh, free nice. of charge, just to see how many silly things there were down the line from 1966 to now. He said it's a journey. So Does anybody remember Space People? Uh, he wants to uh, everybody to hear warts and all, everything he's got. All right, and there you go. That is music news. We have one final break to take. We're going to do that. When we get back, we'll get you closer to winning some cash, which is our Word of the Week prize. And we'll see what's uh, coming up on Pierre's show and find out what we have going on tomorrow. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. At 93.3 WMMR, we can be pushy, but in a good way. Enable push notifications in our app so you'll know when there's news you should know. And while we don't do it a lot, when something important does hit the fan, we'll make sure you get a heads up. We're at the end of our broadcast day. And, uh, okay, day weather-wise, 77. It's uh, all right. 90 tomorrow, 87 the day after that. And the weekend, it starts cooling off, man. We're only going to be getting into the 60s. Saturday, actually, looking kind of chilly. 62 degrees and some showers. So maybe some forces at will will come into play over the next couple of days. We'll get a little bit of warmer forecast. We'll you see never know. That. You never know. I want to thank our guest, uh, Melissa Villasenor, Yay! for being on the show today. Uh, she is at Punchline next week. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you can check punchlinephilly.com for details. Get yourself some tickets and head out to the uh, party that I'm sure that will be. So uh, we thank her for being on, which is cool. And you know what? It was Tattoos today. We have a winner. We have someone that we need to award fresh ink to. And that winner is Dylan Murphy of Prospect Park, Pennsylvania. 
Dylan, we got you a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And it is presented, of course, by our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, for artwork samples, uh, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. So congratulations to you. We need to do the letter of the day. We're going to do it right now. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter H as in how to do. Right, we have $300 from Ardent Credit Union brought to you by Ardent Credit Union's free auto buying concierge service. You can visit Ardent carbuying.com for all the information. Uh, let's see. I guess I will run down what we have uh, coming up on tomorrow's program. It is a Wednesday, so we will go live on Fox Good Day. So we'll have a nice prize for you to win with the word of the or with the uh, secret text word. And we're going to have uh, Buzzy Cohen. Oh, from Jeopardy. From Jeopardy on. Excellent. He's been hosting Jeopardy, a former contestant. So uh, we'll see how that gig has been going. They've for been him. doing Tournament of Champions, which is always great. Yes. And makes so. you feel very stupid. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme. They have everything that you need for uh, to prep for the summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by A.D. Moyer, higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. And Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Normally I do that first, and then I tell you what's coming up tomorrow, but I did it the other way around. Yeah! That's it. We're done. Ray, John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing, there. Do, do, be, do, 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 do